Hey there, and welcome to uh, the inaugural episode of uh, Acme Podcast Sync. I'm Laser J, your host, and coming at me, coming at you live. Well, pre-recorded, really. Is uh, well, post, you introduce post, yourself. Post-mortem. Uh, hi, I'm known as Kaiju Emperor on the internet. People call me Kai, for short, usually. I usually go by that alias online. If you want to find out my real name, you got to be my friend. But anyway, hi. Here's a hint. It doesn't start with the letter Z. It does not. Um, so this is, you know, it, it's your podcast, so please. Yeah. Well, uh, Acme Podcasts, Inc. Here, here at Acme Podcasts, Incorporated, we strive to bring you the finest in animated-based talking entertainment. Uh, this week, uh, well, here's a promo to show you what we got coming this week. I'll never come in second to a vainglorious grifter like you! <laughs> that's... Oh, no. that's... Hey, this calf looks like Alvin's! Yay! Huh? <laughs> that's... certainly a promo. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Uh... Well, uh, you know, let, let, let's, uh... Let's get scratching. Okay, alright. All right. Okay, alright. <laughs> we have to the radio DJ bit has to be pulled back just listen I'm living out of I always I always wanted to be on the radio this is the closest I'm getting so you got the face for it <laughs> I don't no. know if I want to curse on this or not uh we should we should set that right now because I I want to know should I should be I be allowed to curse yeah you know fuck you yeah, we're cursing. There you go. All right, we established we can curse. So, hey, what the <laughs> fuck is up, people? Yeah, how y'all doing? Uh, we're uh, coming to you live from the uh, Fleischer Brothers Memorial Podcast Studio mm -hmm. on the sunny, sunny internet. A subsidiary of Alchemy Acme Incorporated. Well, I mean, it, it's the... Sure, okay, whatever. We are, we're a subsidiary of them. No, we are Acme Podcast Incorporated. All right. And we're coming at you live from the Fleischer Brothers Memorial Recording Studio. Right. There you go. I is, I know I know things. Which is our bedrooms and the Discord. Yeah, bedrooms, Discord. Anyway, we talk uh, about stuff on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, here here's the format. It's a multi-part podcast. I mean. Each episode is its own thing. Uh, we're going to start off with basically this, the intro. You get a little promo each episode telling you what we're going to be talking about this episode. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll give you a little spiel, you know, catch up, talk about our week. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so, the hook of the podcast is we talk about cartoon. Or animation in, or animation in general. Yeah, I mean, splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I do want to talk about some anime on this podcast, but we will focus mostly on... Hey, Kai? Yes? Anime is cartoons. Fair. You know what I mean. Anime is just Japanese cartoons. It's true. Animation. Period. Yeah. Uh, So, what we do is... Each of us will watch a, a bit of a series or a movie. Uh, 
this week I watched uh, Chipmunk Adventure, and Kai watched season two of the DuckTales reboot. Yeah, the 2017 DuckTales, because I had been meaning to finally watch it, and it ended recently, so... Yeah, and it's, you know, gotta talk about something good each episode. Yeah, we gotta talk about something good, and Chipmunk Adventure is... Hmm. Mediocre. Mediocre. I mean, okay. No, I actually really like Chipmunk. Well, we'll, we'll, get we'll hold that. off on that. We'll get to that. Uh, and then the final segment is we both watch the same thing. Except yeah. this week, I missed about five episodes because of poor timing on my part. Mm-hmm. And then I just got a little lazy at the end. Well, don't, well, lucky for you, I watched all ten episodes we were supposed to watch and the movie. Well, I watched five episodes and the movie. So, hey, we got a good, we got a good sample size for that. I have it, a lot of notes about the movie. Yeah, I I usually kept notes for my other podcast, like write them, but I, this this time I'm just gonna just gonna roll with it. Whatever I remember to talk about. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm, I'm not the host on this podcast. <laughs> I am your host. <laughs> but anyway, weeks. Yes. Other than the with the weeks, it's usually. Other than the thing we're supposed to be talking about for the main topics later on, it's just general stuff. We'll try and focus on animation, probably, but other pop culture will inevitably be mentioned. Oh, yeah, definitely in the Our Weeks portion. For sure. Uh, and if, you know, if there's a video game based on the thing we're watching, I'll probably say a few words on that. Mm-hmm. If I've played it. So... Do you want to start, or should I? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. So, this is the first episode, so really, our week could be our entire life. <laughs> it could be the past couple weeks of this month. Yeah, um... Nobody will know. Yeah, uh, but, but I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, I watched some stuff, other than what I was supposed to. Uh, but, uh, Sunday I beat, uh, Outer Worlds. That oh, was a really? fun game. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I didn't do every side quest. I know I missed a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't by any means mainline it. I did a lot of side quests and all the companion quests. How many uh, hours did you clock in at, at the end? Probably like 26. Oh, really? I thought it would have been more. I, it could definitely be more. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I also didn't do like full exploration. I... Oh. get kind of impatient and i just like i'll fall into these loops of uh like i'll do a lot of exploration and then i get tired of doing exploration i'm like but while i'm in that exploration loop it's like all right i just i, I just want to do this and then i'll do the next or the next part of the mission or whatever i know where hard progress is mm-hmm. and i just fall into continually putting off hard progress for the sake of exploration, and then I get sick of the game. Mm. And so I never finish the game. So when it's a game I really want to finish, I kind of police myself on exploration. I gotcha. I don't do exterior collisions when I really enjoy the game. Yeah, I'm the type of person that likes to look at everything. Specifically in RPGs, it's just like I want to find all the little side paths. And I mean, I don't like comb over everything but i want to find some of the stuff and then i'm like on a second playthrough i'll like try and find everything 
Yeah, I mean, okay, don't get me, like I said, I didn't mainline the quest. I, I didn't, you know, just do stuff. I did, you know, if I was in a place, I'd clear out a building. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to search for every building to clear out. Oh yeah, no, I get what you're, I mean, especially with a game like that that's so open-ended and wide open, there's, it's, you know, you can't look at every fucking blade of grass. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you could I'd do that yeah. on a second playthrough or third yeah. playthrough. Yeah, for sure. But uh, other than that, uh, let me see. I continued for the, let's see, how many, 52 weeks in a year. When did uh, Near Automata come out again? Uh, oh, fuck. Like. Was that 2017? 2016? Maybe. 2016? All right, so that's. It came out a few years ago. It's three years, 52 times three. I can't do math in my head. So I'm really just kind of talking to make it sound like I'm doing math. Mm -hmm. I, I've put off playing that game for that long. Wow. I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> I really want to play it, but. Okay. I know. I want to play it. I just have it in my Steam library. I just yeah. keep putting it off. And there's other games I've been putting off playing that that second playthrough is the, the the side b is probably the roughest part for sure oh i haven't even made it that far i think i got uh hmm. i got to the atom boss fight like at the very beginning of the game oh and i just got stuck like well, i can't yeah. fucking beat him i need to do hmm. i need to go level yeah well much like all of uh what's his name the guy who did Nier and Drakengard and... Uh, Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro, much like all of his games, you beat the game and it's like, oh, you mean you only beat 20% of it, right? Oh, yeah, you, no, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I talked to a, a mutual friend of ours about the game and I know there's, you know, multiple mm -hmm. playthrough story things. Yeah, the game really doesn't get started until, like, actually, like, the third playthrough. <laughs> That's... <sighs> Uh, it's, yeah, but the, There's the something... first two playthroughs are actually relatively short. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I've, I've mostly been putting off starting other games because uh, a Jedi Fallen Order comes out at the end of this coming week. Mm. And I'm just really excited about that. Mm -hmm. Then I figure I'll beat that and start another game between that and whenever... Which is first, Cyberpunk or uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake? Oh, the, oh, yeah, the remake. That's coming out soon. They're both March, right? Or is one February? Hmm. I don't know. They'll probably both get delayed again. I mean, I'd rather it be delayed than it not be good. Oh, yeah, no, same here. But I'm just saying, I'll have like a month or two to play something else between Jedi Fallen Order and whichever of those comes out first. Whichever. Anything else? Uh, yeah. I got two more things. Or three more. Three more. Mm -hmm. uh, these are things I watched. Three more uh, things. Yeah. Uh, the shortest of which is uh, I watched a real short little animation. It's on um. A cartoon hangover. Oh, okay. On YouTube, uh, it's called Blackford Manor. I haven't seen that one. I've seen a lot of their stuff, but I haven't seen 
everything. It's it's very good. Um, just because it's it's just one long joke. Oh, okay. But it's not not like I don't mean one long joke in like mm-hmm. someone continually falling down a set of stairs. It it's all lead up to a, pun- a, punch a big punchline. Punch yeah, one big punchline. Yeah, and it's but it's really atmospheric, and it mm. plays with like horror tropes, and it's like creepily drawn. Mm. And I, I don't want to give it away too much, but I really liked it. It was only like six minutes. The um, last, the last of those sort of like quote unquote pilot things, or like st- things that they were like, "Hey, this might be a thing." That I watched was uh, the summoning. I haven't oh. seen that one. That one's a lot of fun. It's it, it is very. Everybody's like, "Oh, this is just Adventure Time." I'm like, "Yeah, it's it feel it has the same feel, but it's very like it's good." Okay. Uh, this the summoning. Uh, it, it, it's it's fun. There's like there's like a, a couple of jokes in there that made me just die laughing, for sure. All right, I'll definitely look into that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Then uh, I watch another episode has come out since I quote unquote caught up, mm-hmm. but uh, I found this anime on Hulu called uh, Stars Align. I haven't heard of that. It, it's ostensibly a sports anime, but it's really more like a interpersonal drama. Oh, okay. Because like it, it's about a middle school uh, soft tennis team, hmm. which. I had to look up what the fuck soft tennis was. They play with a soft rubber ball instead oh. of a tennis ball. Oh, okay. Um, that's the only that's the only difference, as far as I can tell. I mean, the difference between regular baseball and softball, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, also the throw is different. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. Splitting hairs, splitting hairs. Yes. Um, getting granular. Yeah, uh, but like everyone has something going on in their life. Uh, one had a uh, abusive father, and his mother divorced him, and th- that's the main character. Uh, spoiler: like everyone's got something going on. Uh, it it's got some LGBT. Uh, rep- oh. One of the characters is gay. Um, and it's not played up for, like, jokes, yaoi stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, It's just, he's gay. Yeah, and that's it. There's no... It's not, like, a major plot point. Um... That's cool. I could see it becoming one, but... Uh... It's good. Uh, it's one of those ones that, like... Sometimes it just feels like I'm watching a sports anime. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it hits you with interpersonal drama. It's just like, oh my. Yeah, interpersonal oh slice of life drama sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. That sounds interesting. I might have to at least take a peek. Yeah, it, it's on Hulu, but it's also on Funimation. Uh, it's called Stars Align. Oh. The uh, the last slice of life anime I watched was Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon's so good. I oh, love Silver Spoon I, is so good. I haven't really watched the. I watched the first episode of the anime, and then I was like, I'm reading the manga. 
Everybody I shut the fuck up and go go read or watch Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon. It's the lady who did uh, Full Metal Alchemist. FMA. So, so of course it. Fucking of course fantastic. Good. Of course it's, it's on good. hiatus. Oh, if you want to watch a slice of life anime about food and farming, written by the same person who wrote a Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> that's what that show is, or the manga, or whatever, whichever. They're both good. It's even like. She grew up on a dairy farm, so she knows what the fuck she's talking about. Oh, yeah. Th yeah, there's a lot of, like, this is, I know everything about this, so I'm going to fucking lay it down for you. It's like speaking from experience kind of Yeah, thing. oh, love it. It's very good. Yeah, I, God, I need the manga to come off of hiatus. Yeah, well, that's, that's a lot of manga. Yeah, uh, let's Hun see. Hiatus uh, X hiatus. Oof. Anyway. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, I saw, uh, I watched all of, uh, I'm gonna date us a little bit, but, uh, she season four. Oh, yes. Uh, that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, again, loved it. Love that series. I think that's my favorite, like, cartoon that's on Netflix right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw everybody. I mean, no, no, I didn't get any spoilers, but everybody was. It was just sort of like one of those things where it's like spoilers without like context or of a deal. Yeah, and it was just like what I got from it was like a lot of clowning and a lot of wild fucking bullshit happening. Yeah, you want to talk about interpersonal drama? There's like friendships are on the line in this season. It's mm -hmm. yeah. I still Oof. have yet to watch Shira. Don't at me. Uh, everyone's got their own circumstances, yeah. my brother. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, I have many thoughts on that, but I'll save it for when you do viewing that yeah, entire series. That might end up being another, one of those ones where, like, since you've seen it, you know, it might be one of the ones I pick to watch, like, yeah. season by season. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway. Two other things, actually. Uh, one One's a animation related, and the other is something I just thought we should do. Okay. And then we'll get to your week. Yeah. Uh, this morning, uh, Saturday, we're recording at Saturday night, but, uh, I, you know, I went out, got ran some errands, ended up at Walmart, and I was looking through their DVD section, and I came across a DVD that looked real interesting. And I didn't remember, I re later I remembered reading about this before it came out, and how it's based on a comic, and I thought the comic looked interesting, but I couldn't find an English translation of the comic. Hmm. But, uh, Zombilenium? Never heard of it. It's interesting looking. It is unrated. Huh. Uh, but it looks like, not, like, adult animation weird but it's definitely not for kids because like one of the main characters is literally wearing a nine inch nails tank top mm -hmm. it says the nine inch nails logo right there on it uh so i picked up zombilenium because i i thought the character designs looked interesting and the concept was interesting mm -hmm. haven't watched it yet so i'll get back to you next week about that okay but uh yeah i'll leave that at that for now and then before we get to your weekend I thought there was something we should do. Which um, is? 
It's the first episode. I feel like we should maybe establish something about ourselves. Uh-huh. So I got two questions for you, bud. Oh, good. What's your favorite cartoon? Of Any piece time. of animation. Of all time. Of all time? What's your favorite animated character? <sighs> Jeez. Way to ask the hard question. I'll give mine right now while you're going. While you're thinking. My favorite cartoon, favorite piece of animation is Venture Brothers. It's the only show I watch live, date of air. And my favorite cartoon character is the announcer from uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. That's a really specific pull. He's just, I like him. He's dramatic. And he shows up in, like, other parts, like, media, where he's just, like, sort of a gag character. I, like, yeah, I'm probably going to change that character a million, that, that name. I'm, I'm going to change that second answer a million times, but Venture Brothers is my favorite cartoon show. Anyway. Um, I don't know if I could pick just one, but if I had to name one of my favorite pieces of animation, it would probably be Princess Mononoke. Okay. Mononoke is one of is my favorite Miyazaki film, and it's one of my favorite films of all time. Period. Alrighty. That and like the Iron Giant, probably. Uh, but favorite animated character. Oh a... wait, no, 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 no! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My favorite animated character is Popeye. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Popeye is my favorite animated character. Anyway, please, sorry. Uh. Again, it's one of those things where like I have a a, a list, but. I'll I'll say just one of them. Um, Goliath from Gargoyles. That's a real good answer. Goliath is a really good character. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's one of my favorite animated characters for a number of reasons. Uh, his voice, woof. Um, Literally, any Keith David does no wrong. I've never seen him in a bad product. Yeah, even I mean that fucking Spawn show is only worth watching because he's in it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Goliath. I, I like him a lot. Uh, oof. He's sexy, he's charming, he's really well-written, he has a nice voice. I My favorite thing about him, is, is my favorite character moment that he ever has, and it's it's sort of, it encapsulates his character perfectly, is like, you, most of the time you see that Goliath is like the stoic leader, and he gets angry a lot, right? Yeah. But the one that always gets me is... I think it's one of the scenes where Lisa goes into the, the library and he's like reading and she asks him what he's reading. He says, Duff Skoyevsky. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, he's he's cultured. He is a man of culture and refinement. He reminds me of Beast. That's a really good comparison. And now I want Keith David to play Hank McCoy. Oh, man, my favorite, my favorite Hank McCoy performance is from the 90s show. My favorite Hank McCoy design is from uh, the uh, X Men Evolution. That was that's a really good that's a really good design because it's just the Jim Lee '90s cartoon design in a sweater. Yeah, he looks like a college professor. It's like it's the big beast blue man with the college sweater with the college professor sweater and the glasses. It it's just real good. it's so strong. It's. Yeah. I, I will. I will give, will give special mention to uh, what was his name, the guy who played him in the the movie uh, X Men. Oh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey. Mm, 
Mm. That's a good voice for him it's, too. It's a, that's it's it's not my favorite, but boy is it close. It's a very yeah. good beast. I didn't but, hate um the guy from first class. Yeah, I never actually saw first class, but what I saw of him, he seemed fine. You know, he did way better as the joke as the uh, not the Joker. God, not the Joker. Um, as the Riddler on Gotham. Oh God, I forgot that show even existed. I like that show a lot. It's just, I'm not gonna get into that. It's it, it's a bad show. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm about to say it's you know. It's... But I I'm not gonna try to hold it up as some fine piece of television. But mm -hmm. I don't have high standards for superhero TV shows because I've seen all of mm -hmm. fucking uh, Smallville, and I watch all the Flowerverse. Oof. The only good ones are the animated ones, and even some of those are bad. Mm. But anyway, um, I yeah. guess if I mean, is that it or? Yeah, it's your week. So, uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, one uh, off the top, I started an anime that one of my friends has recommended to me a few times. I've only watched the first two episodes of it, but I've been meaning to check it out. That's a uh, Kekai Sensen. Ooh, that's real good. Also, also known as uh, Blood Block Brigade, Brigade, I think. Yeah, that's a real good one. I've only okay, seen the first season. But... I've only seen the first couple episodes, but it, it it's definitely interesting so far. For sure. It. I have feelings about Kekai Sensen that I mm -hmm. don't... No spoilers. <laughs> no, it's not a spoiler, but it's one of those things that I feel like would... Mm-hmm flavor the rest of your viewing maybe so maybe just this yeah. is horrible because the podcast is all about taking our opinions on things but don't take my opinion to heart <laughs> yeah whatever we say never take our opinion to heart form your own opinion yeah but you know also you're here to listen to people talk about something so you're gonna hear our opinions it's just the nature yeah. of a podcast of this type anyway in some cases i think we're right we're gonna yeah. be right and some other cases will be wrong but respect my cartoon opinions yeah to make a reference to something that nobody will get i got thoughts about a thing anyway anyway um my feelings about kekai sensen are uh it's one of those series that's hmm. like 60% style, 40% substance. I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. It's... I, I'm cool with something that's almost entirely style. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of anime fans, honestly. I mean... To be fair... As long as the substance isn't bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I'll be honest, I've been a Jet Set Radio Future fan since I was 13, and there's almost, like, nothing there. Look at style. fucking... Look at Redline. Redline is all aesthetic. Oh, Redline is good. It's all aesthetic. The fucking plot is shallower than a puddle. Yeah, it is. It's all aesthetic. It's all about the style and the animation. Like, who cares? I'm pretty sure, uh, as far as shows about race, uh, the second season of Mask put more effort in. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a good racing, uh, a good racing show, Oban. I don't know what that is. 
you don't know Obon? You don't know Obon? Obon Star Racers? Um, no, I have no idea what that is. It, it's a French animated show about an inter intergalactic race. Uh, very good. It was on JetX, uh, actually. Yeah, never heard of it. French animation is kind of my blind spot. Yeah. Like, I know some of it. I know uh, Code Lyoko, incredibly. And uh, I know uh, Miraculous uh, Ladybug. Ladybug. Which I need to get to. But anyway. Uh... I've been trying to find the good in that series, and it's just... I like the fan content more. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I think it's it's a fun show. It it's a fun show. It's just definitely more intended for kids, and I, mean, I have yeah, a harder time. You know, that's like it's not for us. It, exactly. I'm not saying it's a. I'm not saying it's a bad show. Well, yeah, no, I mean, no. I, that's just you know, it's just not for you. I'm just not enjoying it. Yeah, I'm like somewhere in the second season, and I just sometimes the product doesn't doesn't have to be for you. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Kekai Sensen, I did, uh, like I said, I only watched two episodes, but I did enjoy what I saw, and I'm looking forward to the sexy fish man that shows up. <laughs> he's pretty good, yeah. Uh, he's he's a good boy. Listen, I'm I'm starving for good monster, like, girl or monster, or monster men designs in anime, because most of them are hot garbage. You nasty. Hey, hey. Most of them are just dudes with horns and fangs, and I'm like, ooh. They're just beasties with horns and fangs. I'm like, ooh, how how original. You horny. Yeah, I am. What are you going to do about it? I'm not going to blame you. I am too. Just different stuff. Anyway. Then the the the, uh, the leader of the blog brigade is a, is a beastie man. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, Klaus? I yeah, think. Klaus is. I, I, I need to get all the characters' names down. Anyway, I have enjoyed that. Uh, I also finished uh, recently. I finally finished up Amphibia. Oh, that's a good show. It is a very good show. If you haven't watched Amphibia, go watch Amphibia. Fucking get on that. Amphibia's good. <laughs> Fucking a. Get on that. I'm glad they got rid of the person that was causing the drama. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Still here? Yeah. What are you Pause doing? This. Pause this. Pause go this. watch. Go watch Amphibia. Go watch Amphibia. Hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. Fucking Disney Plus comes out Tuesday. It's all gonna be there. Yeah. Um. I mainly. Uh, it, it's a fun show and it has a lot of like energy and just. If it's just a very feels like a very classic old adventure type of show that would have come out yeah. back in my day. Like it feels very like in the style of Gummy Bears or what have you. Like a just this weird wacky fantasy place that place that just anything can happen you know yeah i gotta be honest that show took me completely by surprise mm -hmm. because i saw it i was like "Ooh, frogs i love frogs mm -hmm. and then i saw the owl house yeah previews because they dropped like the same time at the same comic-con mm -hmm. and i saw dana terrace terrence was involved and alex hirsch was slightly involved and mm -hmm. i just I love Dana. I followed her before I knew she worked on Gravity Falls on Tumblr, way back mm -hmm. when I was still on Tumblr. Uh, I, I knew her before she was cool. Oh, no, she was already working on Gravity Falls. No, I'm, already... I'm just, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, like, I just like her. I like her art. I like her 
creative mind space. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Amphibia is a lot of fun. Uh like uh I love Anne so much. She's real good. Brenda's song knocks it out of the park. She that I love her so much. She is so endearing and such a well-written character, the female c character of color. Yeah. It's refreshing. <laughs> yeah. She's flawed, she's funny, she has a really fun design and she has some really strong like outfits uh yeah. that can have in the season that that are like I can see a lot of teenage girls being awakened by some of these outfits. <laughs> like, oh, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I, I yeah. It. It's got that vibe. It's got that vibe. Uh, but anyway, that that show is a lot of fun, and I she's a very precious, precious daughter character. I love her, and I do like I like all the I, I like all the other characters, but she's definitely the favorite out Sprig's of my boy uh yeah sprig sprig is <laughs> he's a something sprig's uh, the exact type of character i would have absolutely loved when i was a kid uh-huh the only way you could have made him even more endearing to me is you make him like a burly sort of i liked polly <laughs> polly's absolutely fantastic polly's hilarious she is a treasure Oh, it's so good. I, I like Hop Pop too. Um, yeah. The side character that stands out the most to me is like, what's his name? The 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 fucking guy who's or the crazy guy who has the caterpillar recording. What's his fucking name? Oh, I know what you mean. Um, Willie or what the fuck ever his name is. It's something like that. It's been a couple months. Yeah, it, it, he's the one that stands out the most to me. Him and the him and the mayor probably. The mayor? Yeah. Oh, the mayor's. He's, it's the same voice guy who did uh freaking what's his name, uh, on Garvey Falls the uh the Gideon's dad. dad. Yeah, Gideon's dad. Yeah. Yeah. That but I know him from others. He's a like a I think he's a pretty well known character actor. I think I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have too. It's like I remember looking him up and being like, oh yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. But it's like now it escapes me. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him in The Office, but I'm not 100 percent that. But anyway, yeah, watch that. Uh, as for stuff outside of cartoons, I've been reading the short manga, uh, m uh, My Brother's Husband, which is very good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For, for those who don't know, My Brother's Husband is a short, it's a very short, it only has like two collected volumes. It's very short, but the premise is it's about a Japanese man and a single, a Japanese single dad and his daughter. And essentially, the the, uh, the 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 dad, his estranged brother, brother's husband, comes to visit after the brother's passing, and there's a lot of like inter finding about the interpersonal relationships between he's the brothers. He's Canadian, right? Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, like the yeah, brother yeah, went yeah. to what well, brother went to Canada, and married this man, and he passed very recently, and it's sort of like them meeting for the first time and a lot of like the, a lot of it is about like the perception of gay people in japan and uh how it how you how parents can affect how children might view the world lots of stuff like that yeah and it's funny because the artist this is the first time he's ever done anything like this 
all of his other stuff is Bara Yaoi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Inter- yeah, no. I remember when the, the the Canadian husband definitely has that feel. Be- so does the dad. It's like, ah, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. There's a lot of bear energy happening here. Yeah. Lots of it. Anyway, there's also a live action series that they did of it. Huh. It feels ripe for it. Yeah, it's only like four episodes because, again, it's it's very short. Yeah. But I've only read the manga. I can't speak for the drama. But I remember seeing, I remember seeing a trailer for it like a few months ago. Uh, and my a good friend of mine sent the uh, both volumes to me for my birthday a couple months ago, and I've been slowly making my way through it. Right. I've also, in terms of going into more reading stuff, I've been very slowly making my way through uh, the Discworld series by one Mr. Terry Pratchett. I've been meaning to look into that. They are very fun. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. I need to clarify. He also wrote fantasy novels, right? I mean, Discworld is a fantasy novel. Discworld is a fantasy. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's it's a fantasy novel. It's like it's very much a parody of classic fantasy tropes. Okay. And it it it, it does a lot of like a lot of that Brit British type of yeah par- parody, and it's very dry and very uh a matter of fact and very whimsical. He has a lot of very strong wordplay, and his writing style is very nice. It's it's I don't I th- I don't think his writing style is for everybody because it's very non-standard in a lot of ways. But he has a way of, like I said, whims- whimsical is probably the best way to describe his work. Mm. Lots of whimsy, lots of parody. Like like one of the scenes, like this isn't too much spoilers, but like one of the scenes from the first book. The color of magic is like the main character when the wizard who is a wizard who can't do magic uh is captured along with a quote-unquote conan the barbarian character oh boy he does this whole spiel about like oh i'm just gonna beat the leader of this place and uh me become their king and all that probably fight a giant monster in a pit is that usually how it goes yeah usually you know (laughs) like that sort of like and like all of the 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 members of them are like people who ride dragons and like the la- the leader lady is wearing like a chainmail bikini but all the guys are wearing chainmail bikinis that oh man it's that's the you know that's what we're talking about there's one book that's about like what if rock and roll was introduced to the to this world it's about death finding out about rock and roll god that that's discworld in a nutshell <sighs> okay i've been meaning to check out terry pressure for years I read like I read nothing but comics and mm-hmm. fantasy novels. Like that's it. I'll sometimes read a biography or a history book because mm-hmm. I'm a I was a history major. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly just fantasy novels, and I've been needing to get out stuck up their own ass serious fantasy stuff. Yeah, he is very much against the whole Tolkien esque. You know the the that era of fantasy that he grew up in. He's very much about parodying it and examining it and like kind of ripping it apart and doing fun things with it especially like the uh jack vance style of magic okay the whole spell slots and like having to remember spells Mm. 
it's, it's like a whole thing with wizards. Like, the reason that Rincewind can't do magic is because he got a spell stuck in his head that's too powerful for him to cast, but because it's too full, his head is too full, he can't <laughs> learn any more magic. Okay, I got a quick question for you. Yeah. To maybe context this for people who are more music people mm -hmm. than... Uh... Is he the Aquabats of Fantasy World Punk Rock? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. He's he's, he's he's written other stuff, but Discord is like one of his most famous things he's written and I've been meaning yeah. to check it out. And um, if you want like a good introduction, like I wasn't introduced with the books. I was actually introduced with there was a, a I think it was a BBC thing. It was like a miniseries that was based off of one of his books called The Hogfather. Uh, I've heard of that. It's the book. Yeah, the book. There is a miniseries like a live action thing that's a lot of fun. And if you have any interest in that in the Discord series, but you're like, eh, books, very meh on books. Watch it, and if you're interested, if you're interested in more, go read the go read the books. Although people argue what order you should read them in. Yeah, I on other podcasts I've heard people about that, but yeah, it's like, do you re do you read it like this? Because some of them are like about specific characters. Like, do you read all the books about this specific character, and then mm. on, or do you read them in publication order? You know? There's another author that I've, uh, I, I really like her writing. Uh, her name's Robin Hobb. She's not, she's, she's another like serious, mm -hmm. uh, fantasy author, but she, you know, she has humor in her books, but they're not like comedies. It's just, you know, mm -hmm. someone's got a sense of humor, uh, sort yeah. of thing. I feel you. Uh, but she, she, uh, I think she wrote like, Six books about the same character, two trilogies. Mm -hmm. And then she wrote a bunch of books about other characters. Mm. And then she returned to write three more about the same, the first character. And I just read all about that first character. I've got like nine, ten books between there that I haven't read. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Discworld, fun. Very fun. If you have, if you're like a fantasy person and if you have any sort of familiarity with that era of fantasy the, the sword and sorcery conan tolkien-esque uh, r.i salvatore type of books ice wind your ice wind dales your dnd esque stuff he very much is parodying that type of uh fantasy and it's a lot of fun and just kind of plays with it and you know but anyway <laughs> uh I'm trying to think if there's anything else other than the stuff we're going to be talking about. I don't think so, other than like, oh, uh, animation speak. I'm not going to get too much into this, but I have been slowly making my way through the Stephen of the universes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I'm finally back to where I was when I dropped off. So it's all new from here. Nice. And I forgot how much I love some of those characters. Yeah. There's a couple of scenes that I'm like, man, how dare you? Like with, especially with Garnet. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, are you trying... Are you just trying to get through it at your own pace? Or are you, like, trying to get through what there is before the final season? Uh, when I started, I didn't even know there was going to be a final season. Okay. So it was sort of like, oh, I thought it was over. So now I guess I have no excuse, but... Like, now I have to watch it. It's over. I've got no more excuse anymore. Got it. It's, it's same thing with happened with Adventure Time, which I'll get to that probably sometime. 
this is an animation, but the same thing happened to me with Smallville. I just um, decided one day, I'm going to see what all the fuss is about. I Nowhere in my head did I think, this is a show that's still running. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I remember seeing it when it first came out and being like, this looks terrible. And I was like 10. <laughs> Literally, it came out in 2000 and it ended 2010. Fuck, I feel old. Yeah. I was 10 when that show came out. Uh... uh uh, I started watching it, and then I caught up in like a month and a half, mm-hmm. ten and a half, nine and a half seasons, and I was like, "Oh, the second half of season ten is airing now." Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> now you know. Yep. I, I mean, I'm glad there's more Steven Universe because it means I'll probably be mostly caught up by the time it's new, and I can experience the new with people as it's happening. That's true. I'm not gonna be on the like at the like on the last on the bandwagon, so to speak. Yeah, and I mean, I caught up with Smallville at a good time. Yeah, um, but that that's Steven Universe. Steven Universe. I, I the, there's one. There's a couple of scenes like as Garnet. There's a couple of scenes in particular that I forgot about that I'm like, stop it! How dare you? Is um bit where like Steven's like danger is my middle name. That's a lie. Your middle name is Cutie Pie. <laughs> I'm just like, stop it. How dare you? Who gave you the right? Yeah, it's a cute show. Uh, the other one that I remember vividly, I think it's the episode where Steven, it's like with Peridot and the rain and like the, the gems are about to leave and Garnet's like, wait, Steven, there's something very important I have to tell you. And he's like, Garnet, what? I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck it all. How dare you? It's too cute. This is another uh, establish ourselves question for you that I just thought of. No, it's that. What's your general preferred tone in a cartoon series? Do you like, you know, like, like sort of like the more soft, like Steven Universe, where like there's story beats, but it's generally mm-hmm. kind of soft. Uh, I don't mean like soft as in like weak. I mean soft as in like gentle. Mm-hmm. Or do you like something that's a little harsher, like... Jack? Samurai what? Jack? Samurai Jack? Oh, no, I, I was thinking uh, more like Gravity Falls, even. Like, Gravity Falls isn't harsh, but it's no, more... It, like... it's, I think that's more of a middle ground, probably. Really? Alright. Because yeah. harsh is like something like Primal or, or Samurai Jack, or... That's not... That's not what I mean. I don't... I Those are... Mm-hmm. What I mean by harsh is like it's it's not as soothing. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, I know. I get you. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I Steven like... Universe. Uh-huh. Love that show. What I'm going to say probably sound could be construed as an insult, mm-hmm. but at times it feels like a pacifier. I mean, I think that's its attention, or like a like a safety blanket. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, I like it. I like that feeling sometimes, but generally. I like things that are more abrasive. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends uh, on my mood. I mean, I like it all, and some it can depend on it's how it's presented. Because sometimes, just because it's a th- one thing that I might like, usually how it presents itself might not appeal, click to me personally. Yeah, you know, like a thing that's very similar 
two things are very similar to each other. One might not appeal to me, but the other might just based off of like very small minor things. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's just me. For me, it's like Steven Universe is the exception. Like mm. it's the only one of those like like pacifier security blanket feeling shows, or really anything that has that vibe. I don't like soft things. I don't I, like. I, I, I love soft. I love soft things. Yeah, I like rocks. I like sand. Uh, wait, okay. I was gonna bring this up. This has. Th I didn't watch this, but I saw the trailer for this, and I have to mention it. They're making a Green Eggs and Ham TV show. I saw. I'm like, how? Literally, how? That was my favorite Dr. Seuss book when I was a kid. Uh huh. And I'm scared. Me too. I'm like, buddy cop thing, buddy movie road trip. It, produced by Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> what is even happening anymore? What is this timeline? I feel like it would be a better thriller. I don't even want it. I don't. Why? Why make it a show? Why make it an anything? It doesn't lend itself to being. Anything I know. People. People just want there to be animated Dr. Seuss. I don't understand it. Can you imagine Green Eggs and Ham, but it's Michael Myers? And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I think I just died a little on the inside. <laughs> I felt my soul just like... Because it's the same dynamic. He keeps coming, and the other guy keeps running. All right, I'm, I'm done with this podcast. Bye, <laughs> final episode. We're done. <laughs> We're done here. All right, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, all right, bye. on that note. On that note, let's uh, let's take a break and we'll get back to uh, back to talking actually about the cartoons we watched this week. So stick around because I know. No, you're gonna dig this. And welcome back to the Acme Podcast. Uh, I'm Laser J. With me is Kai. Uh, I'm back in for part two. Part uh, dose. Yeah. Uh, before. Before we get on to talking about cartoons, I got another. I thought of another question for you. Oh yeah. Uh, top three cartoon theme songs can be animated. Mm -hmm. Darkwing Duck, number one. Period. Uh, that's the correct answer. After that, oof. man, it's a tough one. After that, Beyblade is fucking up there. <laughs> the English one. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. And God, what's it like? Uh... Mm... That's a tough call. It's there's too many. There's too many good ones. Okay. But Dark and Duck, number one. Yeah. Uh, my three are uh, Tailspin. Oh. Uh. Now I'm second-guessing my choices, actually. Yeah, right? Yeah. You think you know yourself, but then when it comes down, when the chips are down, you second-guess your choice in cartoon openings. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, Tailspin. Mm -hmm. uh, the original 1980s Voltron theme. Oh. Uh, then it's kind of a toss-up mm -hmm. between uh, Galaxy Rangers... Thundercats and uh, Masters of the Universe. 
Right, now I'm gonna have the Thundercats theme stuck in my head. Yeah, it's a good one. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, By the way, of those uh, 80s, like, adventure cartoons that were sort of trying to, like, compete with He-Man, mm -hmm. I think Thundercats had the best animation. But it has been at least 20 years since I've watched that show. I mean, they all had very limited animation, so... Yeah, we'll get into that more when we talk about Brave Star. Yeah, that's a whole... I have... Mm -hmm. Many thoughts about the animation in Brave Star, and mm -hmm. I do too. I have some thoughts. We'll save it for then. But anyway, I don't have a lot to say about the Chipmunk adventure. So you want to do that before we get into Ducktales? Because I feel like there's more meat on Ducktales. It feels like the natural flow, considering I just talked up my week. So you know. Cool, cool. So I watched the Chipmunk adventure, and. I believe 1989, maybe... Maybe 88. No, it's either 87 or 89. Oh, okay. confident on those two numbers. One of the one of those two. One of those two, but not between. <laughs> the chipmunk, the original chipmunk film. Yeah. Uh, it was in theaters, too, wasn't it? You know, I don't know about that. It might have been. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I know you can get the soundtrack on CD. <laughs> oh, can confirm... Through internet, it was, in fact. Theatrical? It had a theatrical release. And was it 89? Uh, I just closed the thing. Ow. I was like, oh, that's all I'll need. <laughs> 87. 87, okay. May 22nd. Okay, I was right. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, Samuel, distributed by Samuel Goldwyn Company. Yep. Nancy Cartwright was in this? Oh, yeah. You can hear Nancy Cartwright when she's talking. Huh. I mean, I'm not surprised Frank Walker is in this because he was in everything. Yeah, I mean, that dude's everywhere. He's everywhere, especially back then. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Chipmunk Adventure. Chipmunk Adventure. Very much of its period. Mm-hmm. Animation was beautiful. Especially the, uh, I remember the animation being very good, the musical sequences. Yes, uh, they really, to use a more modern phrase, that's Sakuga on the music scenes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's that's part of the reason you're here. That's one of the, the draws of the chipmunks is the music, you know? Yeah. Uh, We're talking about chipmunks. I really like that movie, the first of those movies. The live action ones? Yeah. I mean. I really like that. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's not, there, it's not as bad as it is. However, the other ones... I, I've only seen the second one. Boy, are the, the first one. Boy, are those other ones trash fires. The first second one, is, one wasn't as good. The first um, one is, is fine. I'm not going to call it good. It was fine. Yeah. The other ones, I'm not going to say anything good about. I'm biased. I just like Jason Lee. I think he's funny. I mean... I was a huge fan of Mallrats when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? And I'm still a big fan of uh, My Name is Earl. Oh, yeah. I just, I like both those things, and I like Jason Lee because of those things. Mm -hmm. I think he's why I like that movie. Also, I just like the chipmunks. Fair. Uh, which is why I chose the chipmunk adventure. Okay. From Let me, let me try something. From memory, I want to try to remember the plot of this movie. Okay. The plot is about these two, the villains, 
big air quotes on villains. Oh no, they are villains. No, I mean in terms of being competent. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Are a part of a illegal diamond smuggling ring? Yeah. And their idea to smuggle diamonds across the world is to get the chipmunks and the chipettes to travel across the world with diamonds inside of dolls or something it's yeah yeah that's literally um okay god that's stupid <laughs> let, let me let let me take over now yeah go please i was just wanted to have a little fun with it yeah before we uh jump into my side of it the villains look like they would fit right into uh uh rock and rule Ugh, you're super right especially klaus he just looks like the villain from Rock and Rule. Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't know why, but he vaguely reminds me of fucking, what's the, I don't even remember the character's name, but the fucking, the really French guy from the second Rugrats movie. I, I know, know exactly why. who you mean. He had, I think because he had skunk hair too. Yeah. That might have been why he reminds me of him. Yeah. They're yeah. animated. I remember them being animated like very differently compared to everybody else. They all they look very just like Ugh, uh, it, all it's the, the time. humans. It the humans are animated very differently from the chipmunks. Yeah. But, oh yeah, the humans in general though. You're right. Yeah, Dave and uh, Mrs. Miller are and boiler for the end. Inspector Jamal, uh, who I think says like seven words the entire movie. Yeah. It's interesting. The entire movie they're playing Jamal of Professor Claw type character who you just see his hand by the phone and you think he's like another like a rival diamond smuggler no he's an interpol agent yeah i uh, mean i guess that's the plot twist plot quotes i mean that's the only plot twist everything else is given up given to you right up front mm -hmm. uh the, the basic premise is around the world days yeah pretty much uh in fact they reference that in it because they're playing a very weird looking arcade game about oh yeah flying a uh hot air balloon hot air balloon which is how they travel this actually brings me to my first point mm -hmm. they really weirdly sexualized the chipettes listen they did that before and mm. i don't remember it as much from the tv show they did it a lot in this movie, especially that one song, the the one with the snakes. Getting lucky, yeah. Mm. Now we all fucking know what getting lucky means. Come on. Also, the fact that they're cobras, a long snake doesn't help either. Yeah. Oh, and they're also dressed in harem outfits mm. because they were uh, mm. captured by the Sultan of Egypt, which isn't a thing. Uh, who is a child. Sultans are Arabian. Yeah. No. They could have been in Arabia. Yeah. Let's get this out of the way. This movie is full of casual racism. Oh, yeah. It's the 80s. 80s in general is full of casual racism. Let's get that out of the way. Lots of casual racism, especially the, the quote-unquote natives in that oh, one yeah. scene. That was honestly my second bullet point. <laughs> I only had two bullet points about this movie, and it was... The sexualization of the chipettes and the racism. <laughs> Same mind. Yeah, well, you don't even have to. You just have to watch the movie and you realize. Yeah. I don't um, 
I don't want to talk about the chip edge thing. It was making me uncomfortable. But it's there, and mmm. <laughs> the, Not great. The, the part that really hit me more than the getting lucky, because by that point I felt desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they're heading to, uh, the Caribbean uh -huh. for their first drop-off. And they fly through a hurricane. Hmm. And they come out of it, you know, their hair is all, you know, standing on end, static shot. But their mm -hmm. clothes are ripped to shreds, like Goku on free, on a Namek. And you see their underwear. Oh, no! And you know what? <laughs> if you just made it, like, a block of white, if you made it oh. granny panties, wouldn't oh. be a problem. Oh, but no. it's weirdly lacy. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. It's weird. It's... Fucking weird. All right, let's move on. Yeah, and then there's lots of casual racism. Lots. Uh, I remember uh, fucking when they went to Mexico. Oh yeah. Sombreros and mariachi bands everywhere. Well, I mean, sombreros and mariachi bands aren't—that's part of the culture. I it, know. I think but the like... song they sang is yeah. more racist. Okay, I think we all know what the the. The quote, the song that everybody remembers from this movie is, and that's the fucking uh, "Boys and Girls of Rock and Roll." That's the one everybody. That's remembers. a fantastic song. It's a good song. It's, it's the one everybody remembers. It pales in comparison to Diamond Doll. Huh. I don't remember that one. It's not a performed song. It, it's a uh, like soundtrack song. It, it plays during like the final chase. Oh. Okay. And over the credit. Oh, it's so good. I'm gonna play it to take us out. Uh, at the end of the show. Is that copyrighted? The entire movie's on YouTube, so Fair. I don't think anyone cares. Uh, <laughs> I okay, I vaguely remember there being a penguin. There was a penguin that was also from the, uh, Egypt, quote-unquote. There was a penguin involved? I don't remember much other than a, a baby marketable penguin being involved. Yeah. God. I think Don Bluth animated this, because that penguin is very Don Bluth. Oh, I was literally about to make a pebble on the penguin. Yeah. It... Oh, great. Now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head. Womp womp. So from Pebble on the Penguin, that Don Bluth classic. Yeah. Okay, out of the the movie, out of the Don Bluth movies of that era of his not-so-great films, that's probably the best one. Yeah. Uh, from a story perspective, Thumbelina is the best one aesthetically, but you know, the worst one is a Troll on Central Park. Ooh, that one's so bad in all senses of the word. It's it's ugly and it's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. Even Bartok the Magnificent is better than a Troll in Central Park. Yeah, and that's saying something. I'm not by much, but it's still better. <laughs> Anyway, Chipmunks. <laughs> Hold up, I'm, I'm reading something real quick. Okay. On the Chipmunks wiki, wiki about this movie. Alright. Okay. Uh, the film was produced after the success of their NBC animated concept for an animated feature starring their characters. Fortunately for them, the failure of Disney's The Black Cauldron had caused a layoff for some of their artists, including then-freelancing Glenn Keane, all of them who the studio hired to work on. Glenn Keane. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. Meanwhile, Don Bluth and his production company were having issues mo with moving to Ireland that caused a great rift 
between those who wanted to stay and those who wanted to go. So the Bagdasarians hired many of the stay-at-home animators. This happened during the mid-production of American Tale. Uh, by early 1986, the Disney staff were rehired by their old employer to finish up The Great Mouse Detective. After that, the Bagdasarians decided to outsource the rest of the film to many animation companies in the U.S., England, Denmark, France, and Canada, with cleanup animation in Korea. At the same time, the film was promoted and screened in several film festivals around blah 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 blah. So, blah, 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 blah. that penguin was yeah. definitely the Don Bluth animators. Clearly, man, Glenn Keane, what a legend! Working on, I didn't know he worked. I didn't know he worked on this for a very short time. Hmm. What do you know? Before getting hired back by Disney. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, for those that people who don't know Glenn Keane, he's probably most famous for being a like he, he worked. Uh, He's been a, a big Disney person for all the time he worked on. Uh, Isn't he, like, responsible mm -hmm. for all the designs during... Yeah, that the, the Renaissance. Yeah. Know, pretty much. He, like, he worked, Ariel, uh, Belle. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, he also yeah. did Tarzan as well. He worked on Tarzan as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's real obvious in Tarzan. He also uh, did Tangled and Fro... Yep, he, he's, the, he's been a character designer and sort of yeah. driving creative force within the Disney company for a long time. Well, on a Chipmunk Adventure, he's the top build storyboard artist. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, the top build uh, character animators for uh, Girls and Boys of Rock and Roll, mm -hmm. Lucky, as well as for Alvin and Brittany. Huh. There you go. This was back in the day when uh, individual characters had specific animators. Work. Yeah, because it was all on cells. Yeah. I, I, I like it. it's really cool back in I mean it still happens sometimes but it's it was way more common like a decade ago a couple decades ago because it, it's sort of and it's really interesting to see each individual animators like ticks that go into the characters that they get to specifically work on yeah Don Bluth himself worked on this as a layout supervisor though he's uncredited oh wow neat yeah I learned something today yeah, I did too. I literally... Thank you, Alvin and the Chipmunks wiki. Oh no, this is Cartoon Wiki. Whatever. Uh, the wikis. Yeah. Thank you, oh. fandom. Yeah, thanks fandom.wiki. Yeah. Not real fandom. I'd never want to thank fandom itself. No, no, no. The, uh, the website family... family Wikia.family. Yeah, fandom.wiki. You provide them with much information. Yes. Anything else to say about chipmunk adventure um boys and girls rock and roll really good diamond dolls is better mm -hmm. uh i hate the cover of wooly bully i love the song wooly bully i forgot that that was even a cover yeah i thought it was just like a you know what i mean they also did uh uh the witch doctor witch doctor song they were the ones who uh famous that song yeah, they yeah that they're the cover of that. Back song. when they were puppets. Back when they were puppets. There's a version of that song in the the live action one. Yeah. It's also in the Rugrats movie. Actually, I have one more thing to say. Yes. That I think is of interest. Hmm. I think uh, so. It's just little flavor bits, but uh, it, it's a reference to the history of chipmunks. Uh, every, Mrs. Miller, the babysitter. Yeah. Who is hard of hearing and easily addled. Mm -hmm. uh, 
is always singing. Hmm. I think every song she sings is one that was famous by a previous iteration of the Chipmunks. Oh, neat. Because I know she sang Witch Doctor. Oh, that's neat. And the other ones I don't recognize, but they sound like they're from that same. I appreciate such references. Yeah. That's just a guess, though. Mm -hmm. But I'm feeling pretty confident. I know, that's probably a good guess. I mean, I wouldn't put it... I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to at least put one in there. Yeah. Uh... Anything else? The, the main thing I remember about Miss Miller was her fucking pink Cadillac. God, I have a model of that car in the 112th scale. A pink Cadillac? Specifically yes. a pink? A pink, a one? pink convertible ca I amazing. will send you a picture later. That's amazing. Yeah. I actually legitimately love that car. Like, a pink yeah. Cadillac... Yeah. That, that's that shade of pink. That's a sexy car. I paid way too much for it, and it's like just... The scale is too small to fit with my stupid 112th scale action. Car models apparently shy on the small side of the scale, while as most modern action figures scale on the larger side of that scale. Oh, I see. It's going to have Deadpool sitting in the driver's seat of a pink Cadillac. That is no. very in character. Yeah, it would have been great. Deadpool would have definitely driven a pink Cadillac. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's all I got to say about Chipmunk Adventure. Uh, despite the weird sexualization and uh, the racism, casual I think racism. it's perfectly... Casual racism is still racism. Yeah, it is. Uh, There's some casual racism in another thing we're going to be talking about, too. Ooh. <laughs> well, if you really want to, we'll get there. If you really want to get down to it, all three—the the whole uh, cheap Scotsman thing—I mean, yeah, it's but not racism, but it is that, prejudice. It is, but you know, based on that, like a hundred years old beliefs about Scotsmen. Yeah, it's yeah, fair, but it's you know, he's the only one. Yeah. But anyway, that's what... Yeah. I guess that's a good uh, segue. DuckTales. DuckTales. By the way... Oh, wait, hey. wait, wait, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Despite those two things, I think it's a great children's movie. Mm. Because I think those things are things that'll just go over... Oh, yeah, go over kids' heads, totally. They won't yeah. They won't even notice it, for sure. Like, I mean, like, kid kids. Like, you know, like, teenagers are kids. But I mean, like, elementary school. Five, six-year-olds. Seven at the latest. Yeah. But DuckTales... Specifically, yes. specifically 2017. Uh, by the way, spoilers. Oh yeah, big spoilers. Big, big spoilers because this movie, this show actually, the plot actually matters. Yeah. Big spoilers for uh, Ducktales season big two. Spoiler. We need a we need a spoiler warning soundboard thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on that. Spoiler warning. Anyway, spoiler uh, warning. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do something. Yeah, we'll 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 workshop it. But anyway, DuckTales Season 2, uh, I've been meaning to get to this for a while, uh, but I only recently finally got to it, and it's only, it only just ended, so I guess I'm not that late to the boat. It ended in October. It ended, like, last month, right? Yeah, it, it's fairly recent. Like, near the tail end of October was when it, uh, uh ended, of uh, this, that uh, we had the finale of this season, but, yeah, DuckTales. Yeah. The quality continues, shocking no one. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Disney believes in a project, but... Yeah, I'm glad they got approved for that third season. 
Uh, September, actually, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, it's still fairly recent. It, yeah. It, it, it did, like, within the, within the last two months, I'd call that recent. Yeah. Yeah. But DuckTales, uh, right off the top, this whole season is, there's a lot of, like, threads happening. Yeah. Like, so, like small threads that are happening throughout the entirety of this show. Uh, throughout this season specifically, like, the, the main one is, like, the all the stuff with leading up to Della Duck and the moon invasion and all that is, like, that's yeah. the main follow-through. But this, there's, of course, the stuff with Glomgold and Scrooge about who yeah. will be the richest duck by the end of the year. And then that interconnects with Louie's entire character. Louie has an entire long character arc throughout this entire season. Yeah. Which is very good. He has the most growth. Yeah, because the because la last season it was Dewey who kind of got who had the sort of arc, and I'm curious if Huey is going to get one in the next season. I hope so because right now he's just Boy Scout. He's just Boy Scout. I mean that's his character trait. I just hope he gets. Yeah. I mean I'm sure they'll do something with him. Um, so and of course okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You know they're gonna because we're gonna see a lot more Darkwing Duck and uh, yeah. Gizmo Duck and stuff like that in the right next season. The, yeah, there's. That's the main takeaway from for us personally is the Darkwing Duck stuff finally started happening, <laughs> like the actual Darkwing Duck stuff, not the the show within a show, which I was fine with. But um, I'll be real with you. I love Darkwing mm -hmm. Duck. You're a bigger Darkwing Duck fan than I am. Mm -hmm. uh, my big takeaway wasn't even uh, in the show. It was from the Comic Con panel this oh. year. I mean, yeah. That poster they showed, where they showed, like, all the Disney Afternoon characters. Well, I mean, yeah, but not everybody is super nerds like us. Yeah. Not everybody sees that so that stuff. But we were talking about our big takeaways, and my big takeaway was that poster. Uh, but yeah, the, the, there's for those who don't know, there is a poster teasing Season 3, and there's a lot of Disney Afternoon characters. Oh, I think they're only missing, like, a few. Like, it's literally just... Gummy bears. And gargoyles. Gargoyles. It's understandable why the gummy bears aren't there. <laughs> yeah. But not just them. Well, no, gummy bears already showed up. Well, they were referenced, yes. The gummy berry juice showed up. Gummy berry juice in the flashback episode with Mrs. Beakley in the first season. Yeah. Which is a, which is a good one. Um, Other characters that are, are excluded are basically the rest of the goof troop. Yeah, it's just, just Goofy and... Just Goofy. They didn't show Max. They didn't show PJ. They didn't show uh, Pistol. They didn't show Peg. 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 I thought it was Peg. I'm looking forward to seeing Peg. Oh, Peg. Yeah. Uh, Kit Cloudkicker is there. And yeah, that was my big takeaway. Maggie, the daughter, and their adults now. The, yeah, that. That's what I'm most excited. I fucking Please. love Tailspin. I want to see old Baloo and old Rebecca. Yeah, that's, me too. That's what I want. I'll be happy if they're just in a photograph on the, uh... Oh, I forgot the... I forgot the plane. Oh, the, the, uh... Fucking the Sea Duck. Sea Duck. I don't even like Tailspin all that much. Oh, God. Had planes. That's all you needed when I was a kid. Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, uh... I... Okay. I know what I want to start with. All the references that I was able to catch. Yes. Right off the top. Number one... In the episode with the lamp, there's a straight-up reference to the original opening where Ma Beagle and, uh, what's his name? The, uh... Amal, or the, the the guy who's after the lamp. The Guardian. 
the guardian right and yeah they're like her and they're like going up the tower thing and it's like that scene with glomgold and scrooge yeah in the original intro in the original intro uh freaking della and dewey and the planes singing stand out is my favorite one yeah that was oh i i had to pause it because i had to run around because power line like of course power line would be like a thing you know yeah oh we already established in a previous episode, Della and Donald are 90s kids. Yeah, they are. They are. So uh, they're... Oh my god, Max would be Donald's age. God, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe we're getting, uh, like, young adult Max, like, from, like, Extremely Goofy Movie or something. No, it'd be old... Old Donald and Della are in college age. Wow, wow, you so we're getting adult proper Max. adults. We get adult Max from fucking uh, Once Upon a Christmas 2. Oh, hey. I hate that one. That's my Not frame of reference for adult Max. That's it. That's all we have. That's the all we have. And I hate that because not only is it a Christmas thing, mm. which I'm Jewish, I hate Christmas stuff. Fair enough. Um, there's, there's a reference. But it's not Roxanne! Yeah, I know. It's... Yeah, I get it. That's understandable. The ship. You can't break up the ship. That's also my biggest complaint about Extremely Goofy Movie, even though I fucking love that movie. The only thing... The main things I remember from Extremely Goofy Movie are the joke about the gloves. Yeah. That's and Bradley Uppercross the third. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyway... Uh, there's a reference. He to... needs to show up. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he does. That's a good one. That's a good pull. Yeah. Here's a. This is a reference that you'll like. You'll bl blink and you'll miss it. Mm. In the, I think it's the uh, doofus birthday episode. There's this scene where Mark Beak is flipping through his phone with the pictures, and one of the pictures is of the fake son and him at Possum Jamboree from Goofy Movie. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. That's a good one. Yeah. That's good. So good. That's a strong because that's a like really subtle like blinking you'll mess at one. It's not really in your face. Yeah. All the a lot of the re I felt like most of the references in the first season were a little too in your face. These were a lot more subtle. Yeah, it, it was a lot of blinking you'll like you said blinking you'll miss it. Yeah. Um. There, there's a lot of plot threads that were also follow up from the previous season, like uh, the stuff with Magica. And Lee. yeah. Uh, I'm there's only one thing I'm bummed out about and that's like it just there's one episode and then she's back I wish there was a bit more lead up to that but there was so much happening in this season that is you know yeah the I feel like if they did that they would have had to push it off season three which would have killed me inside yeah it would have killed me inside because her character arc is probably my favorite for the seat for the series not just mm -hmm. the season the series yeah and she's also completely original to this series you know. Isn't the... I can't remember her name, but the other friend, the purple one. The crow girl? Is she a crow? I think she's a crow. I thought she was a seagull, honestly. A black seagull? Purple seagull? Like, there are purple birds? Oh, there are purple birds. Like, I think she's some kind of corvid, like a raven or a crow. Okay. Which would fit with her quote-unquote goth aesthetic TM. Yeah, okay. You know... Uh, uh, but yeah, and that whole character. I can't remember that, her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name either. But anyway, the uh, but she's original to this, right? Yeah, she's completely original. The only oh. like, the only 
thing that comes close to Lena in any DuckTales medias. Uh, Magicka in the comics did have a niece. Okay. Her name was Minima Dispel. That's... Well, it's also like the 50s. It, yeah, this was back when it was... Carl Barks. This is back in the Scrooge. This was back when it was the Scrooge McDuck comics, not Ducktales. Yeah, and Scrooge McDuck says the line, "I learned to knife fight, quote unquote, engine style." Ooh, big oof! It was the fifties or the sixties. Yeah, it, it he, doesn't he, make he, it any better, but it explains it. He's old. Quite Chris. literally, he's like a hundred something years old, and his parents are even older. Yeah, we're immortal. <laughs> God, that plot line. That's that's just fucking wild. That was a really good I really like that. That episode. was that's first season though. It's you know That is okay, okay. For focus. Um sorry. No no no. I mean that I'm that's me. I'm talking to myself. I'm like I have to focus. I have to keep it on season two. Got it, got it, got it. Um and of course we this also she's mentioned in the comics, but Della is a real character in this yeah. series. Like they're for the first know? time ever. Uh you see her for like in a couple shots of half a second in like some of the comics of like explaining where like just sort of like just giving some kind of a little explanation of where she is. She just she just left. There's no that's it. And there's no mention of her ever again. Huh. Uh, but in this series, they tried to actually make her a real character and gave her an explanation for why she went missing as opposed to she just left because she was a terrible person. Yeah. And being stuck on the moon is a pretty good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh. You know what? Oh god, I had a thought and it just left me. God damn it. That's gonna happen a lot on this show. Oh yeah, that happens to me every ten times a day. Shit. Train is the train has left the station. Yeah. That train of thought is gone. Fuck no. It mm. Oh yeah, okay, I remember now. Okay. I the thing this isn't my favorite thing about Della. It's far from my favorite thing. Uh-huh. But her being a pilot, I like. Because Launchpad can now just go full dark. I was literally thinking that, like, it's like it perfectly sets up the whole like. Yeah. I mean, to I mean, I I I would like Launchpad to like still occasionally show up as a supporting character, but like it completely frees up his like p part in the duck in the the family to like just go on Darkwing adventures and not have to worry about them having a pilot. Yeah. It, as it, funny as an episode, as funny as an episode would be about them getting a replacement pilot, yeah, a B a, a B plot, yeah, he is. I don't see him like he's still gonna be like every few episodes. He's oh, not yeah. like in every episode. He appears every episode, but most of the time he's in B plots. And by the way, there's a lot, there was a lot more B plots in this season. Yeah, sometimes C plots, right? Yeah, there were like B and so very rarely C. Yeah. Um, but I just want to finish my point. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I don't think we're going to see less Launchpad. Mm -hmm. I just think we're going to see more Darkwing stuff. Yeah, I, I'm hoping for more Darkwing stuff. Yeah. I'm Because he's still Dewey's best friend. Yeah, he is. I still really want, like, uh, the Darkwing Duck TV show. But if Darkwing Duck becomes like a thing that like he gets like two or three episodes every season of DuckTales, I would kind of be okay with that too. You know? Okay. This is where we differ. Mm-hmm. I don't really want a Darkwing show. Well I do because you know I know. You're you're a huge don't get me wrong, I fucking love Darkwing Duck. Whenever it came on as a kid I was super 
Mm-hmm. I've never like once been like, oh, Darkwing Duck, whatever. I fucking love Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. I like it more. I like the idea of of Ducktales becoming more of a like anthology almost. I mean, it sometimes it's a Scrooge story. Yeah. Sometimes it's a Donald story. Sometimes it's a Darkwing. Sometimes it's Gizmo. Ducktales, literally. Yeah. And hey, you know, maybe we could someday get a you know Tailspin episodes being we'll a probably, sometimes thing. I mean, we probably will considering that poster. I mean, we'll at least get. We're assured an appearance. We're assured something. It. Also, Rescue Rangers. I don't know how that's gonna work. Oh God! I... What? But the, the the part that fucked me up about it is they're still tiny. Yeah, but they were still tiny in the old. No, but I mean, like it's like everybody no, 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 else is an I, animal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chip and Dale were still tiny in the old Donald Duck Chip and Dale. Part. You know what? That's fair. And Donald Duck is friends with Mickey Mouse, who is another rodent. Yeah, but Mickey Mouse isn't tiny. I know, but Chippendale are, but they're both rodents. But Gadget is a mouse. Yeah. See, that's the part that's so, like, the more you think about it, the more it's like, why? Okay. I want them to be giant, but I want an explanation for why they're tiny. Also, there's humans in their world. Yeah. It's like, are they from a, you know, for, being, well, from okay. a, being from an alternate dimension is a completely valid thing with this show. Yeah, it is. Because time travel has already been established. You know what I think is more likely, though? Uh-huh. Um... Oh, fuck. What's uh, Jim Rash's character's name? Jim Rash? Uh... Shit, you don't know who that is. No. Uh, the the scientist. The one who created Gizmo Duck, but it's, like, oh, sarcastic. Gyro. Gyro. Gyro Gearloose, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he's gonna somehow create the Rescue Rangers. That would be good. I think, I think they're lab rats lab animals that are going to get like mm-hmm. hyper intelligence that would be fun that's my guess i'm, I, I'm dating this right now mm-hmm. it is november 9th 2019 906 p.m mm-hmm. that is my guess of how the rescue rangers fit in mark your mark your calendar yeah I, oh this is a this is very much a i want to i want to mention it because it's a very i think it's important but there is a christmas episode in this yeah. And it's flashback when you see young Della and young Donald. And young Donald is voiced by Rusa Taylor. Yeah. Who was the original voice of Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Webby from the original DuckTales, and she yeah. passed very recently. So. Damn, I didn't hear I don't... Yeah. yeah, she passed in June, I believe. Shit. Yeah, I did, and I very much appreciated her being young Donald. It felt very appropriate. Yeah, it... It did. She even said Quackaroonie. <laughs> oh, very oh, good. Man. Yeah, it's, it's sad, but I wanted to mention it because it's it's important. Yeah. And I'm glad she got to be in this before. Yeah. Like, she got to you know she got her thing got to come like she got to be in this before she passed. Yeah. You know I would have you know I really I really hope that the other original voice members get to like make other appearances as well like um. Um, what's his name? Something Young, the original Scrooge. I don't think uh, he's alive anymore. Is oh yeah, you're right. He passed. Yeah. Alan Young died. Yeah. Yeah, you're super right. Um, uh, freaking uh, Terry McGovern. I would love to come back as like. Okay, okay, follow me. 
You know how there's that episode of the original DuckTales with Launchpad's family? Yeah. Can Terry McGovern play Launchpad's dad? Yeah, I would love that so much. God, I would love that! Okay, oh. I, have to, I have to bring up a point real quick that I heard in a... Uh, where they actually interviewed the creator of uh, Darkwing Duck, who also did a lot of work on the other uh, Disney Afternoon shows. Mm -hmm. Like, he's real important to all at Disney Afternoon, but... Yeah. He created Darkwing from the ground up. Mm -hmm. um, originally with a spy, but anyway. Yeah, it was originally more of a James Bond thing. Yeah, uh, it explains the whole creation of Hush, but... Yeah. But I think it works out better being a mixture of the spirit and Batman. Yeah, the spirit, uh, Green Hornet also. Green Hornet too, yeah. Uh, anyway... Yeah. Um, in that interview that I heard with him, he firmly declared that uh, the launch pad in Darkwing Duck is not the launch pad in DuckTales. That those worlds are separate. What? Different universes. Different you universes. You can't just say these things. That it's not just a thing he said. It's something that he's day one. I know, but it's like, that blows my mind. I know. But Fuck. I have a complaint, and he he is aware of this because he comment because he talks about, he mentions the episode I'm thinking of in Darkwing Duck. Yeah. That makes me raise this complaint, where Gizmo Duck met Darkwing Duck. He meets him multiple times. In fact, Darkwing Duck hates Gizmo Duck. He does. And which is carry a, which that is... onto the new series that I love. Which... I love that he hates Gizmo Duck in this. Fantastic! Oh, it's good. Okay, since you know what, this, I think we talked about more like enough about the overarching stuff. But I, I think getting granular. I think maybe talking about some of the my favorite episodes or some of your favorite episodes that are I think really worth talking about. Okay, I had to pull in up the, an episode list. In, in this season, uh, number one, uh, I think it's not number one, but I think one of the episodes two episodes from early in the season that are really stand out to me is the Ballad of Duke Bologna. It's fucking hilarious. That's so good. That was of a Glamgold thing being completely fake. It's oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh. God, that was fucking funny. Yeah. It, it's gel so and like the and it just gels so much with his new character of being a completely incompetent like jackass yeah. in the uh, new season. I love series. this Glomgold so much more than original. I mean, the original Glomgold was just like it was a palette swap. He was he was the Ken to Scrooge's Ryu. He's just evil Scrooge. Yeah. Okay, he's but, a Kuma then. Flintheart <laughs> Glom. He's evil Ryu. Oh he's, yeah, that makes more sense. He's Oni. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Glomgold doing the Shungakusatsu. <laughs> Someone needs to draw him. Um, you know way more about Street Fighter than I do, but I'm just picturing uh, the pose where the 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 kanji is like the, the, lit that, up the, on his back, like for heaven, and like yeah. and Scrooge McDuck is dead on the ground in Ryu's outfit. <laughs> and the fucking and the fucking club goes and you can't stop the power of the dark door, Scrooge. <laughs> I <laughs> plan to use the power of the dark hadoo. <laughs> mm, so yeah, the 
the, the ballad of Duke Baloney. Absolutely oh, fantastic. Fuck. Um, I'm dog crying. Oh fuck. Anyway, yeah, the ballad of Duke Baloney. Uh, very fun. Just felt just like I love that. The other one that really stands out from early on, the early part of the season was, of course, the Three Caballeros episode. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Like, mm, mm, mm. I appreciate this reference. Yeah. Wrong. Very good. I'm just glad that they're here. Oh. Yeah. That's also what the Three Caballeros show that was short-lived should have been. Yeah, well, I haven't watched that, but I've heard it's bad. It ran can concur it it ran concurrently with DuckTales, but hmm. wasn't part of DuckTales. That's weird. That's bad. I just realized something. I'm bummed out that Panchito and Jose didn't show up in the big finale. Yeah. That would have been awesome. They're not really fighters, though. Oh, they everybody else showed up. Yeah. Even fucking Gander showed up. Yeah. And cousin, cousin Feathery with the giant lobster. Or well, shrimp, the giant whatever. lobsters. Use, giant shrimp's useful. Whatever. You know, like... <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot happening. Yeah. You can't have everything. I'm, I'm being I'm being greedy. You know which one I really like? Because I, li I love, like, odd couple comedy comedies. What's that? Storkilies and Duckburg. Oh, yeah. Uh, also known as uh, Donald Duck's Himbo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody's calling him. Uh... Donald Duck's Himbo boyfriend. Uh... <sighs> Speaking on, like, the, the voice actor side of things, wrote for just like, half a second. Mm-hmm. Uh... The still the standout VAs in this for me are still Kate Micucci as Webby and David Tennant as Scrooge. Yeah, well, like, okay, okay. David mm -hmm. Tennant is fantastic in whatever he's in, even if it's dog shit. I just, I never thought he would be a good Scrooge, but he's a great Scrooge. Like, I didn't know what to think when they first said he was going to be Scrooge, you know? I was on board from the beginning, not because, you know, ooh, Ten. Um... Mm -hmm. He's just I mean, a phenomenal actor, and he's Scottish. He has the accent. He the accent. He, he knows how to act, so he can be an angry Scotsman. Mm -hmm. That's really all Scrooge needs to be. Oh, I just I remember uh, fucking Kate Micucci was she's been Velma and freaking um she was yeah. Sadie on she was Sadie on Steven Universe. Yeah, uh, Kate Micucci is great. She's been a celebrity crush of mine for a long time. She is cute. More than I just, I think she's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Her stuff in Garfunkel and Oats. Yeah. Oh yeah, she she did do stuff with Garfunkel and Oats. Yeah. Um, she was Garfunkel and Oats. Yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> she was one of the two. One of the two. Um, uh, she was in Scrubs. She played uh, Ted's boy girlfriend. She was in Big Bang Theory. Oof. Eh, I don't. I didn't. I. I won't yeah. hold that against her. Yeah, that's fine. I. I mean, you know. Um, the other but, one is like, um, I mean, one cannot talk about ducks and not mention Tony and Selmo, the, the, the Donald Duck voice. He's a master of that. No one can do Donald Duck other than him. You know, it'll be I sad. I was a kid, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure some, I'm sure they'll find somebody, but for now. Oh yeah, when they have to, but Tony and Selmo is still, mm -hmm. so they don't have to worry. They don't have to worry about it just yet. I actually heard a story. Uh, I was listening to Rob Paulson's podcast. Oh, yeah, Talking Tunes, yeah. Yeah. He was trained 
by the previous Don. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Uh, I might be thinking of someone else, but I'm pretty sure it was him, where, like, he showed an aptitude for it, and the other guy was like, I'm getting old, so, you know, like, we'll work on this. Mm -hmm. And then he got the recommendation. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. The other really good Again, episode... Yeah. not certain about that story, but it sounds... I feel sounds like right. that's what I heard. Anyway. The, the, another one that really stands out to me is Whatever Happened to Della Duck? That's, like, I think the most important episode of the season. It is. It's because it it it, it is the establishing episode for Della's character. Yeah. Who she is as a person. And can I just say how much fuck, how fucking, no pun intended, metal it is that she had to cut off her own leg? Yeah. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Yeah. That's not something you expect to see in a kid's cartoon. I don't know, for real, but that, that whole episode is like, it's just like, I'm, I'm glad I like Della. Because there was, there's always the fear that, you know... You're just not going to like a character. And also, they've set her up so much in the first season. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I like about Della is that, like, I like that there's a... She, I like that after she shows up and she's there, it never feels like she detracts from anybody else. Like, she suddenly becomes a big focus. She's yeah. just part of the family. She's part of the family. And I like that there's several B-plots that are about her and her finding her place in this family and interacting with the other parts of the family just to kind of figure out her place in it now that she's been gone for so long. Yeah. Like, with the oh. launch pad and stuff. just want to go back to talking about voice actors real quick. Mm -hmm. The the triplets are yeah, all fantastically all, voiced. Um, Dan Pudi, uh, freaking... Um... Danny Pudi is... Did you ever watch uh, Community? Uh, no, I've heard it's good. Oh, it's so good. He's so good as Abed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's Dewey, and then... Uh... Bobby Moynihan is Huey. Mm -hmm. And then Louie is... Uh... Wait, wait, no, no, no. Dewey... Dewey's the blue one, right? Dewey is the blue one. That's Ben Schwartz. <laughs> wait, which one's Dewey again? The blue one! <laughs> uh, I've, never, I've never been able to keep them straight. To, I'm quote, to quote one Don Carnage. Yeah. I'm bummed out I'd... that Jim Cummings isn't Don Carnage, but that's yeah. my, that's my own. He's old, he's... I get it. He's old. He's doing a lot of other stuff. He's doing a lot of other stuff. But anyway, we'll get to Jim also, I'm pretty sure, mm -hmm. like, when that episode was produced, he was doing the Winnie the Pooh movie stuff. Fair enough. We'll get to Jim Cummings in a minute, probably. Yeah. Uh, um. Whatever happened to Della Duck? Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. I just want to say, Ben Schwartz's uh, Dewey mm -hmm. is literally just exactly what I pictured John Ralphio from Parks and Rec being as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Anyway, um, uh, anyway, whatever happened to Della Duck? Yeah, there's not much. I mean, I just, it's it's sort of just, I think it's uh, an example. I think talk about just Della in general. Like, like I said, I like that there's a lot of episodes that are like uh, Folk, if folk, there's a and and there's, a, like, there's an each at least one plot like e whether it's a B plot or not focusing on a relationship between one of her kids or one of the other characters. Yeah. Like there's an ep there's a B plot about her and Huey. There's a B plot about her. No, the one of, there's an entire episode about her and Dewey. And yeah. One of the parts of Louie's arc is focusing on like a, another sort of subplot about her and Louie's relationship because Louie's one of the only of the triplets. This just doesn't know how to feel about Della. Yeah. Which is good. You know? Yeah. That it, It's 
good that they addressed that. Yeah. And dude, Louie gets a lot in this season, for sure. There's... It's Louie's season. He's it's the... Louie's season. Louie and Della are the big takeaways. Louie and Della are the big takeaways from this whole season. Yeah. Because Della is a huge part of this like running through plot like and she, after being set up in the first season Louie has a huge character going yeah. all the way to like to to all the way up, right up to the finale of this season wild uh i mean we have to t we have to talk about we have to talk about uh freaking the duck knight returns yeah uh that's going to be a conversation mm -hmm. so i just want to give a shout out to lieutenant penumbra yeah, Penumbra's good. That's character growth. That's character growth. <laughs> I love the whole setup of her. Like, it's like everybody else is nice to her, and then suddenly it's the exact opposite. Yeah. I, yeah, character growth. Also, I love that Launchpad was like, oh, hey, how's it going, sexy alien lady? Yeah. Said also, like, doing a follow through of, like, Launchpad's various love interests in the. Man, that all those jokes from the first season about Launchpad going on, like, side adventures with his various romantic love interests. Fucking good. The one with the there was there was one in this season too with the fucking mermaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they were doing the whole stuff with cousin feathery. Lodge Pal was having this whole thing with a fucking mermaid. Oh, <laughs> that was a. That's oh, a good joke. I. You know what I always wanted when I was a kid. What's that? I just wanted Launchpad to have his own show. I don't know if he could hold his own show, unfortunately, by himself. <laughs> Well, no, no one can hold an entire show by themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair. You give him a good supporting cast, but mm -hmm. I want him to be the, the center. I think yeah. he would be good for shorts. Yeah, he would. I don't know if he would be good for a full series, but I think shorts is probably a good place for him. Like, I feel like the right writing team could do it. Oh, yeah, no, I it, you could. It'd just be like, I think it'd be a bit of a task. Yeah. I think shorts are a good place for him. If you want I to do more stuff with him, you know? Yeah, I still want, like, a full series. Even if it's just 11-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like I a, mean, series of, a series of shorts. But... Yeah, I, I'd rather have an episode. Yeah, that's fine. That, that's from childhood. Yeah. He was always my favorite in whatever he was in. Wait a minute. What? Hmm. Oh... Oh, never mind. I was, oh, oh, I had a thought, but I was like, no, that's wrong. Never mind. Forget that. Uh, but anyway. I was uh, waiting for the crossover where he'd appear in Tailspin. No. Yeah. Man! Can you imagine? He's a I pilot! Know, yeah, I know. It's It'd be good. Yeah. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll, get, mean, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get it. We'll probably get something like that. Oh, what if the episode about Kid is about Launchpad being in a, a fucking pilot competition? And Kit is one of the mem one of the people in the pilot competition. Oh. Dark Carnage shows up and tries to wreck the whole thing. That sounds like this an episode. Up an interesting question. Yes. How old is Don Carnage? Yeah, because Don Carnage is the one of the villains of the of Tailspin, right? And we've, we've established that we've got Kit as yeah. an adult here. Maybe. Hmm. Okay, follow me. This is. Do you this think is it's like, a, a Dread Pirate Roberts thing? Yeah, like it's a it's a title. Yeah. Okay. I I can do like, that. I would love old Don Carnage to be there and be voiced by Jim Cummings. Ooh. Like he's a crotchety old like I'll get you. 
I just got goosebumps, dude. <clears throat> we're we're gonna we're gonna set ourselves up though. It's like we we are hoping for a thing. It's like, let's, oh yeah, let's yeah. not you know. Duck Knight Returns. Duck Knight Returns. The D Darkwing Duck episode that everybody's been waiting for. The whole small plot thread of like Jim Starling and the whole like thing of the show within a show kind of coming to a head and we have the new Darkwing Duck now which is good I've, I'm a, I wasn't I was very like eh, about Jim Cummings not being Darkwing Duck anymore but I like the new Darkwing he still gets to be Negadon yeah which is the best Jim Cummings being a villain is the best Jim Cummings yeah Pete you know it's yeah, what are you gonna do other than Tigger. Tigger, Other I think, is the best. Uh, but the whole Negaduck thing is such a, like, that idea is one of those things that I think is one of the most genius things they've done in the show. Mm. The, the idea of the, the, the actor, voiced by Jim Cummings, playing Jim Starling, becoming Negaduck as an yeah. idea is mm, chef kiss. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. Um... We can get right back to this. I just want to throw out a shout sh mm -hmm. The name of one of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Friendship Hates Magic. Yeah! That's a real good episode name. It's a very, it's a very good... It's also a really good episode, but... Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the that's the, the Lena one. It's one of the better episodes. Yeah. Again, but I wish there was more, you know... It. I'll, side note to that episode, but I like that this whole thing sets up... It turns Magicka into what Magicka was in the original series. Which is this like crazy old lady who lives out in a shed trying to make potions for yeah. just time. <laughs> yeah. Of a super powerful Maleficent character like she was in the first season. Yeah, that's you know, that's how she should be. Yeah, definitely should be. Oh, uh, it's really good. But anyway, Duck We were talking started. last week, I'm sorry, about no, 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 go ahead. what we re really like to see. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the mighty ducks. Yeah. Just man never, never gonna happen. No. Never gonna happen. I'd like to see an... I would like if there was an episode where Scrooge they found out Scrooge sponsored a hockey team and the members of were the members of the Mighty Ducks from the show. I'd That's be all. happy if they just mentioned the Mighty Ducks. That's all I want. I don't even want them to like do a thing. I just want them to be there and you see them in the background and it's like, oh, that's the Mighty Ducks. But you know why that's not gonna happen? Because nobody likes the Mighty Ducks? No, it's far more cynical than that. Yeah? Disney doesn't own the hockey team anymore. God, you're super right. They used to own the Anaheim Ducks. Man, that's a bummer. Honestly, I'm just considering a victory because Disney doesn't own something. Mwahaha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mouse owns all! Guys, we're gonna cut off your balls because if you don't fucking win the Stanley Cup, then... <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the Dark Knight. Return I, I really do like the new Darkwing, the, yeah, the, new Darkwing's the, fantastic. The, the new Drake Mallard. I also really like the uh, like the updated design, yeah, yeah, I really like the design, it looks great. I really want to know how they're gonna do uh, Goslin, yeah, are she's they gonna, gonna be do... adopted? Yeah, are they gonna do the? Are they gonna? Oh, God, what if we get a Darkwing Duck two-parter? That's the Taurus Bulba thing from the original series. Ooh, because they set up Foul at the end of this season. That'd oh, be great. And he's a member of Foul. Oh, oh, 
Oh, sorry. Oh. Now I'm super fanboying right now about that. <laughs> By you the know way, what I... good reveal at the end. What? The the stuff with foul. Oh Very yeah. Into this. Yeah. Metal Beak is there. Yeah. For like half a second, and the fucking walrus from the fun zone is like this weird shadow man. Yeah. Do you think he's the phantom blot from the 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 uh, the mount the house of mouse? Oh my god. <laughs> thought about that in ever he was, he was also in the comics but that's what i know he was like in the there was some old comics that he was in but yeah no i that's what i remember I, him from is the, the house of mouth oh my god you think he's the phantom blot i hope so god that'd be so good oh i would love for him to be a member of foul that'd be so perfect yeah i'm sorry i i, I had something that i wanted to say uh mm -hmm. go ahead you know what i really hope for goslin Mm. I hope she becomes part of Webby's girl. Yeah, Webby's girl group. But Webby's girl crew. I, yeah. I'd be way more excited for Gosling to be like a main, like a far more recurring character than Darkwing. Yeah, no. For I mean, you know, I would love that, and it it also opens up the whole like. There's lots of like, what's the word? Layering happening here. Just like interconnected stuff that just adds to the whole yeah. thing. That would be good. I yeah. remember very early on, people were. This, this is a cute thing. I remember very early on there was a thing with like a. Because when they, as soon as they said the Darkwing Duck thing, the, as soon as he was added in the show, everybody was doing new uh, Goslin designs. Yeah. And then everybody was like doing a thing where it was like, what if Webby had a crush on her? I'm like, that's cute. Yeah. That's adorable. I'm really excited to see what they do with Daisy. Yeah. Because they confirm she's going to show up. Yeah. Or do they have a previous history? Like, is it like, I, a, like what? I'm curious because Donald has never mentioned her. I want there to be previous history. Yeah, like they were. Because I want there to be, mm -hmm. a you know what I want there to be a spinoff series about? What? Donald and Della as teenagers. Mm, I mean, that's just, there's probably going to be episodes about that. Oh, yeah, Definitely. I bet there's gonna. I bet the first Daisy episode is gonna be partially flashbacks to them as teenagers. Teenage Daisy. Yeah. And Mickey and Goofy are there as teenagers. Oh God. <laughs> but mostly, I just want Quack Pack, but instead of uh, but not Donald bad. and the triplets. What? But not bad. I liked Quack Pack, Quack but Pack I was is, also no, a kid. Quack Pack is fine. That's that's not that's. I'm being facetious. Quack Pack is fine. I only saw like two, three episodes, and I was a kid. So, oh, you know who? You know what voice actor I'm happy is still here? Who? It's the voice of Ludwig von Drake. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. He he barely shows up, but I'm glad he's here. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I want Quack Pack. But just instead of it being Donald and the triplets, I want it to be uh, Scrooge, mm -hmm. Donald, Della, and Daisy. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd watch that. Yeah, young Scrooge is there too. Yeah, younger. younger. <laughs> I mean, Scrooge would be unchanged. Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, unchained. <laughs> I've unlocked the power of nothing to defeat Glomgold Shun Goku the Dark Window. No, no, it's just you know him unchained is just like that saying Ducktales After Dark. The only difference is. Scrooge has a glass of scotch. No, it's that scene from the comic. He rips apart the steamboat with his bare hands. Yeah. Do you think 
freakish strength runs in that family. I mean, look at Donald. That's what I'm saying. I think it does. I think it does. Okay, which... They're not going to run with this concept, obviously, because it's uh -huh. so stupid, and I love it because it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. Which triplet do you think it would manifest in first? Huey, funnily enough. Really? He, I think that's the. I think that'd be funniest. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, this the, is... it, it'd be like the episode where he's playing Minecraft. The one episode, the one joke that I was like, okay, no. They made it over 9,000 joke. Yeah. And I was like, in this year of our Lord, 2019, there's an over 9,000 joke in DuckTales. I'm fine with it. It's fine, but it was sort of like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was I, a little incredulous. I had to step back for a minute, just be like, how dare you? Yeah. Who do you think the boy's dad is? Oh yeah, that's a, that's one of the everybody. I mean, it's, it's that's the obvious question, right? Is that you know who the mom is? Who's the dad? You know? Yeah. At the end of the day, though, who cares. Yeah, I know. It's not. A it's like it's like who like who's Goku's mom? It's like that whole like who cares? But I like Gine. 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 That's how it's pronounced. Yeah, it's Gine. Okay, I like Gine. I hate the thing she's in, but I like her. You don't like Brawly? N no, I'm talking about Dragon Ball Minus. Oh, okay. Dragon Ball Minus. Yeah. Dragon Isn't Ball Minus. Too, though. Yeah, she is. I just hate Dragon Ball Minus, and I hate what that movie and what the the pre the, the, the flashback stuff yeah, in the Brawl okay. movie did to Bardock's character. Yeah. Bardock is not a good person. That's why he was interesting. Yeah. But anyway... Then I'll Dragon Ball DuckTales. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. We, I think I posted a tweet about this earlier this week. I don't really care for character redemptions that often. Mm-hmm. Like, it's limited to the ones you see in ATLA, because they're all done really well. I mean, that, I mean, ATLA is perfection. Yeah, and then Piccolo. Piccolo's the other one. I mean, Vegeta... Uh, I could take or leave Vegeta. Fair. Anyway. Um, but... I'd really like to see a Bardock redemption. I wouldn't... Not the one an erasure of him being a bad person. Oh yeah, okay, fair. But I'd like to see him grow. Boy. Mm. Because I'd like him to be a real character because it's a cool design. Man, the armor's I... really nicely colored. I like the color scheme he has don't want that because we've every time they've tried to do it it's been bad well yeah because toriyama can't write yeah and none of the people that they get for the dragon ball z anime to write can write really either anyway <laughs> that sales <laughs> i love dragon ball z i it's do too well written we might talk about it sometime maybe oh boy i'm not looking forward to that that's gonna be a whole thing yeah anyway. there's just so much there sorry I, anyway I, I have a friend who's a big Dragon Ball guy, and if, he, and if we ever talk about Dragon Ball, he was like, hey, call me. Yeah. But we'll anyway. Need anyway. We'll need more. There's a lot to talk about. That's a whole fucking episode. Yeah. Anyway, DuckTales. Try to think of another episode that really... I mean, the DuckNet Returns is just... It's everything I wanted. It That plot twist at the end is very strong. 
anything with Gizmo Duck. Yeah. The uh not the even the chemistry, necessarily... the chemistry of Gander D episode. Yeah, I really is that the one where he goes on a date with yeah. a spy? Yep. Yeah, I really like that episode. Mm-hmm. Mostly just I enjoy Lin Manuel Miranda as an actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. Um He's funny too. He's damn funny. I don't I don't I don't really like his Twitter. I I but I like it whenever he shows up in like a McElroy thing. I mean, yeah, because or... they're friends. Yeah. Buddy buddies. And I Yeah. And I mm-hmm. earlier this year listened to uh the Hamilton soundtrack for the first time and oh. I understand why it got the way it was. I don't <laughs> agree that's a with real it. Good soundtrack. I don't agree with the fandom. I mean, none of us do. Yeah. I still think it's all really well written and really well performed. Yeah. Aside, and, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I no, like no, no. Lin Manuel Miranda, and I'm glad he's in Tales. Yeah, I'm also glad he's in Tales. He's a good Gizmo Duck, blathering by yeah. the skites and all that. Yeah. The another episode that kind of stands out is the Glom Tales episode because they did the theme song, which is fun. Yeah, that. And one's it's fun. like it's it's all the villains coming together. Yeah, we can that see was mag- good. Magical working at the quote unquote Chuck E. Cheese place. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Magic could dispel what I tell you about plotting against the children to not. <laughs> my favorite joke in the, this is just a sidebar. My favorite still, it hasn't been beat. My favorite joke in this whole show still is from the first season when Louie and du- Louie and Webby go to that place, and mm. it's like, and Louie does like the cut the neck motion, and Webby holds up the spork. Yeah. And just like glances at the guy, and she's like, and he's like, no, that <laughs> Webby is ride or die. <laughs> I will always love physical humor mm-hmm. or just like wordless jokes, and that's the best use. That's still my favorite joke in this whole show. Yeah, it's Webby gets the best jokes. Hands Webby, down. Webby, other than like Webby, is still my favorite character with Della being a close second. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, I like, I like, I don't, there's not a character I don't like to show that. I think I just realized why I'm less excited about Darkwing than you are. Why's that? I was always more of a, a Gizmo Duck. Oh, it was the rivalry. Yeah. Curse you, I will, I will just immediately hates Gizmo Duck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Gizmo Duck. When there's trouble, you call me. Who are you? <laughs> So the thing that they definitely got right with this Darkwing is like Darkwing Duck was never a f- fighter. No. The only reason he's able to do the things he does is because he never gives up. Yeah. And he's... he can take a beating. Can he? I love the joke in the, the DuckNet Returns that like, it's like, like, why won't you die? It's because he's working on cartoon physics. Like he drops a piano on him, and he shocks him, and he's still going, because he's working oh. on cartoon physics. You know, um, that actually reminded me of uh, mm-hmm. why the creator of Darkwing Duck would always, like, consistently say that they're different universes. Hmm. Darkwing exists on cartoon physics. If someone gets a safe dropped on them in DuckTales, they're they not going to be okay. Yeah, that's fair. Which yeah. I think is sort of fun about that. And the, the explanation for it, it being that way is because he was beat up a lot as a kid. Yeah. 
by the way, did you notice that the uh, launch pad had a had a freaking uh, a uh, what's it called? The uh, the candle holder. Uh, in Hanukkah. What's it called? Oh yeah, launch pad's you, Jewish. Yeah, yeah, launch pad's Jewish. Nice. nice. Yeah, that that. I bet that I bet that felt good for you personally. He's always been my favorite, and he was Jewish, and he is Jewish, okay. and. I think th it was the second most vindicated I ever f after the day I found out the thing is Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, was, the thing, the thing was already my favorite. Uh, ben Grimm. Yeah. Ben Grimm. So, I mean, there's not much else to say other than, hey, go watch DuckTales. <laughs> fucking get on this show. It's fucking good. DuckTales is good. Shocking no one. We should have saved this segment for last because now we have to fucking brave star i mean i liked some of the stuff i saw oh yeah no i did too the movie was absolutely fantastic yeah i liked there were the thing is you might have missed some of the better episodes <laughs> i definitely did because the episodes i watched uh-huh uh hold on yeah we're getting into brave star now right pretty much we could take five real quick i'm gonna okay yeah and we'll get to brave star I saw I saw the price. Mm -hmm. uh, Sherlock Holmes in the 23rd Century Part One and Two. Mm -hmm. uh, the good, the bad, and the clumsy. Clumsy. Yeah. And Brothers Keeper. Okay. I think out of those, the best ones is clearly the Sherlock Holmes one. Which isn't fair because that's a backdoor pilot. It's literally a backdoor. By the way, I was super confused. Because I was like, wait, because I, I was thinking of the other show, Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century <laughs> by Deke. And I was like, I was super confused. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Back it up. That these Are these related in some way? No, I don't not. think so. They're I not, think... but it, it's convergent thinking. Yeah. I Which think. Very similar. I think Deke just beat Filmation to the punch. Yeah, the out of the I watched all ten. Of, by the way, we're going by a IMDb top ten episodes. Yes, um, Brave Star. We're, yeah, that, this is one of those types of shows. It's very syndicated, so it's sixty-five. No, it's more than sixty. 65. No, it's sixty-five episodes. Yeah, which is syndication. We're not gonna watch all that. We just we just needed a good sample. I might go back and watch I, a few more. Uh, I, I really. There are two that stand out to me other than the Sherlock Holmes ones. Okay. Out of these, one is the Eye of the Beholder, and the other one is Texas Terrible Night. The Eye of the Beholder one is about a blind woman who uh, who says, like, making refined carrier might uh, cure blind children, and she's taking a carrier shipment to a thing. And she comes across, uh, and sort of like, there's like a, a thing at the beginning where like, Brave Star beats up uh, Tex Hex. And she finds him injured and helps him. Oh. And you find out this is sort of meant. This is we see some of this in the movie too. But you find out more about Tex in his history. You find out that he had a woman he loved, and that the, this blind woman reminds her of him. And it's sort of like she's seeing the good in him, not knowing who he is. And he hesitates trying to take the carrium from her because he's grown connected to her and at the end of the episode he comes back and gives her the, the handkerchief she used to uh, cover his cut that he had hmm. 
And the, the Texas Terrible Night is a, a Christmas Carol thing where you also see more of Texas past. Uh, you see more details about the woman he loves, and you see that stuff that we saw in the movie, you see sort of a version of that. Okay. With him and his partner and him. Uh, then there's the scene of him being transformed by uh, Stampede, which, by the way, is probably one of the best sequences in this whole show in terms of animation. Oh, yeah. And Stampede in general is wonderfully animated. There's actually, like, in specifically Texas Terrible Night, has the best animation out of the episodes that I watched. There's a there's a bunch of, like, short bits of just of text with a lot of just movement and expression. Yeah. Like, like it's clear, like, like a like one or two people, like, just put a bunch of effort into just making him very animated in certain parts of the scenes when he was talking to Shaman, who was sort of taking the place of the ghosts of Christmas, past, future, and what have you. And while well, he's standing next to Shaman, who's kind of like stock still, and he's sort of like making all these like really exaggerated animated gestures that are like pretty top quality, even by today's standard. Yeah. So. There are some shots similar to that in the movie, too. Yeah. Like, very brief, like, shines of really good animation. Yeah. Well, that, that brings up two things I'd like to, uh, I wanted to say about this. One, mm -hmm. the intro for, you know, the, the show's intro, mm -hmm. all those shots come straight from the movie. Yeah. Or they took the stuff from the movie and put it into the, the, the show, the anime, they took the stuff from the intro and put it in the movie. Whichever. I really, yeah. It's yeah. there's a lot of certain frames that are reused a lot, both in the series and well. That one shot of Brave start jumping is used. They so use many that times. again and again and again. They use it so many times, and I love it every time. It's good, and also of course the the another one of the best animated bits are all the 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 animals when he does speed of the puma and strength. Of the yeah, Dash, all that shit. Yeah. This brings me to this this. While we're talking about the animation, mm -hmm. okay, so Filmation is mm -hmm. the company that produced this show. Yeah, they've done a lot of stuff. They've done a lot of stuff, but th I think they're best known nowadays for Masters of the Universe mm -hmm. and She-Ra. Yep. The original uh, The original She-Ra. Yeah. She and the original Masters of the Universe, because there's that 2002 reboot of yep. Masters. Masters. And there's an upcoming Universe. Netflix movie, I think. Yeah, we might be getting a new show that's sort of like in the similar style to the she rush oh that i haven't heard anything of, i've heard contrary to that oh really i heard the well you know what who he said she said yeah you what know. i heard is that she is actually in danger because mm -hmm. the company wants to do a masters of the universe mm. and they don't want it to be in the she style oh okay because they want to just appeal to the core He-Man demographic. Because those are the people who buy the action figures. God, I... Nothing would would make it's me It's backwards more... thinking. No, it... nothing would make me more angry than for She-Ra to get cancelled. For them to make a He-Man well... show that was of lower quality than the She-Ra show. Nothing would make me more angry. I agree with you 100% because... Netflix Shira is probably of things that came out in the last 10 years probably it's my favorite uh, it still hasn't beat Venture Brothers but that's just asking because yeah. Venture Brothers is just I like the referential in it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. I don't generally like referential humor, but Venture Brothers does it really good. It does parody properly. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but that would, nothing would but, make me angry. Yeah, no, Shira is the best thing Netflix has right now. Yeah. Animation or live action. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Ravestar. Well, yeah, no, I'm, oh, getting, oh, I'm getting oh, yeah, there. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Actually, I forgot what I was going to say. So, yeah, Bravestar. But anyway, Filmation is known historically for being the worst animators. Mm -hmm. They also did in the 70s a bunch of uh, DC animated features. Oh, those things. The, you know, the Aquaman TV show. Just the animated friends. Batman. I don't think they did Super Friends. Oh, Super Friends, rather. I think I was, early I, I Super Friends was hen. I said Justice Friends. I was talking about the fucking... I just was referencing the Dexter's Lab thing. Yeah. Val Holland, yeah. Major Glory, and the Infragable Kronk. I thought it was the Incorrigible. It's the Infragable. Infragable? Okay. I love that he's just inverted Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Brave anyway, Star, Brave Star. Brave Star. Uh, Filmation, Filmation is famously known for bad animation. Mm -hmm. And I'd say about 70% of the time that whole Brave Star. Mm -hmm. There's some real beautiful animation in Brave Star. There is. I mean, compared to the rest of what Filmation put. Yeah. Oh, you, by the way, I want to say this at the top. Uh, before we even even get there two points one is it cool that this show has a native american two native american main characters yes are they depicted culturally sensitively no well, not really shaman no shaman definitely not shaman is a racist stereotype yeah um Brave Star, Brave Star is just a cowboy. He's just a cowboy. With he's, dark he's, skin. Who just happens to be Native American. Yeah. Or alien Native American. In the movie, it's unclear. Who have totem pole shaped spaceships. Oof. Yeah. It's... Big oof. And they do the whole ah, wah, 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 Plains Indian stereotype yeah. shit. It's, it's, mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's, not, it's not good. Casual. Just want to get the the casual racism out of the way yeah uh i feel like it is a blanket statement to be said for anything mm -hmm. i mean it's just very obvious in this show because the character is native American. yeah it really is and the whole um, like spirit animal thing is a very big part of the show yeah but anyway. they even there's one part okay mm -hmm. i'm really not proud of this yes but uh shit so, the price. Yes. I actually was crying at the end of that episode. I love that they had the balls to actually fucking kill the kid. Like, Jesus. Oh, in the, the 90s saw a, a like a, a quelling of how far shows were willing to go, generally. Yeah. To get a point, a PSA point. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the record, the price, uh, episode 26 of uh, Brave Star. is a drug PSA episode. Yeah. Uh, Pusherman comes to town who's a, a dingo uh, man. Possibly, Pushing, uh, possibly referencing Pinocchio and the, what's his name, the fox. Yeah, that makes sense, but also just 
you know, dingoes are yeah. the they're the red shirts of the bandits. Yeah, they are. Anyway. Anyway, um, he's pushing a drug called Spin, where weirdest drug because all you do is you pour a little bit of sand in the. That's a weird, like, weird drug. I guess they didn't want to show kids token up. It's like acid. Yeah, but that's on your tongue. Like No, but I mean in terms of what it does. Oh, yeah. It's like LSD or acid. It's like a uh, hallucinogen. You know what? The effects of it, like the, the high of it, sure. But I think like the addictive quality mm -hmm. strikes me more as like crack cocaine. Crack cocaine, heroin. It's a, it's a straw man for insert drug here. Yeah. Uh, and the kid dies. Like fuck. Yeah, the kid dies at the end. I was legitimately crying. That's. Sad. And then they do the final shot of uh, Shaman, and the single tear rolls down his eye. Oh, what the fuck! Oh! And I just start laughing because it's, <laughs> oh, because that, it's, that, it's like it's like that fucking commercial. Yeah. Oh! Or at the end of Wayne's World Two, where he's cleaning up. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> that shit's so <laughs> stupid. I was like legitimately crying, and then it just. <laughs> God, the, and oh, it was oh my god! It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But God, I feel bad for laughing. But okay, the the other episode that really stood out to me of these ten was Call to Arms. That's which another one I missed. It's about a shaman getting captured by a bunch of uh, cat men, Ooh. and th this cat this cat wizard is is sort of like jealous like i've heard tales of shaman this most powerful wizard i'm gonna prove i am the most powerful wizard and he did pulls a bunch of underhand stuff and captures shaman and essentially his plan is to like use shaman as like a ransom for brave star to bring him like carry him because you know brave star cares about him mm. and the two things that stand out in this episode are one is that brave star is like i can't bring 30 30 he's too not subtle and he's like what do you mean <laughs> uh and then he and he's like i need somebody and the ju and judge is like, hmm, maybe not me either. I'm not exactly good at stealth. And, my, and she looks at her dad like McBride, and he's like, and I'm not what I used to be. And then they turn over, and fucking McBride's wife is there, and she like pulls off her hood, and she's like this old badass soldier lady, and she goes and helps Bravestar raid this tower with Catman, who are riding dinosaurs. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold up. Yeah. Is this also the first time we see McBride's wife? Uh, I don't know. I don't see her in any of these other. She wasn't in the movie. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she shows up in other episodes that we haven't seen. So Jeez. who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah. But she and she pulls off her, and she's got like a, a bit of a gray and a streak in her hand. She has like the spacesuit, like a, a Star Wars esque spacesuit with like twin laser beams. That's and fucking awesome. I know. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I really missed out. Yeah. The other the other bit that stands out from that episode is there's a bit where um the the wife uh she calls she, uh, brave star calls her the commander because she was in a, a old war called the plains war okay. uh and she uh she talks about shaman and he says and she's and he's like i hope i'm about him and he's like you really do care about him don't you and he's like yeah i do i love him very much <laughs> and i'm like oh <laughs> for him to actually j just say i love him She's like a father to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. And like, that's genuinely really sweet. <laughs> Did they like straight up say it? You know? Yeah. Are those the episodes that stick out to you? 
Uh, that the it's that the the Sherlock stuff and like the two episodes about uh, text. The one with the one um Big Thirty and Little Wimble is a cute episode. It's about big. It's about thirty thirty taking care of a little uh, prairie child. It's very cute. Okay. Those are the ones that really stand out. The other ones are fine, but you know, out of the ones you you didn't watch, mm-hmm. like those are the ones that really stand out. Okay. I was a beholder. I'm going to end up watching them tomorrow, so I'll, I'll yeah. we'll come back next week and I'll say something about that in my like yeah. part of my week. Yeah, as for the um, movie, it's a very good introduction. I have a lot of thoughts about the movie, mm-hmm. but before I even get to that, I just want to say mm-hmm. I love cartoons, but I generally avoid ones from the. Mm-hmm. Um, the only ones I've really watched are I watched. I've seen a couple episodes of G.I. Joe mm-hmm. and Thundercats. Yeah. Oh, and the Disney Afternoon stuff. I'm not counting the Disney Afternoon. Yeah. Uh, about- I do want to do a sidebar here to like, just talk about the cast. There's some there's some uh, strong cast members here. Okay. Oh. Just give me one second. Okay. Just let me get my point across. Yeah, okay, so go ahead. I, I, I haven't just- watched a lot of 80s cartoons. There's a lot of cartoons. Think this is the best one I've seen. I mean, yeah, it's a good and one. And it's not—it's not really fair because it's eighty-seven to eighty-nine, so right at the yeah, at the tail end of the eighties. Yeah, so they had a decade to sort of get their shit together. Yeah, um, um I would have loved this show as a kid. Oh, absolutely! I would have been all over. It's Space Cowboys. Part- yeah. Okay, there's another series I really want to do on this. I don't—I'm—I'm I'm not planning on doing it for next week. Because mm-hmm. I figure you should choose the one we oh, both yeah, watch. You know that, next yeah, that, yeah, that might be a good idea, way of doing it. Because since you chose Brave Star, I'll get to choose thing we both yeah. watch. But the next so. time I choose, I'm choosing uh, Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers, which is another Space Cowboy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, is that... Was that, that that's... Thing? Yeah. Um, say your thing about the voice talent, and then we'll get to the movie. Yeah, a sidebar to the voice talent thing. Going back to the animation real quick. Holy shit, these backgrounds are pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. These backgrounds are so beautiful. There's a lot of yeah. really beautiful painted backgrounds in this show. The energy effects, too. Oh, yeah, the in energy. The movie. Every, energy of, every single energy effect looks great. Yeah, we've got the corona around the planets. Is yeah, that so shot. Beautiful. They, they use that, like, shot zooming in on the planet, like, a couple of times. But it it looks so good. I don't know why you like. I'm like, yeah, oh. use it. It's a good shot. They put a lot of money into those cells, and they're damn well get their money out of it. In terms of voice actors, freaking Brave Storm stuff was voiced by Mr. Pratt Freely, who was uh, Casey Jones, Krang, and Baxter Shockman on uh, Ninja Turtles. Wow. Uh, he's also been like many additional voices on dozens of other productions, like just additional tertiary voices on many different things. But these are like his leading. Though, yeah, Casey Jones, Krang, and Baxter Shockman on the like, and Brave Star, and Brave Star, the original in the original eighties, uh, not Ninja Turtles specifically. Yeah, and thirty uh, thirty slash Shaman slash Angus McBride are all voiced by are all voiced by Ed Gilbert. Okay, who is also Baloo from Tailspin. Yeah, I was. I definitely hear that, and, and that also Blue. definitely explains why thirty thirty is my favorite. Yeah, thirty thirty is good. I love that he calls his gun Sarah Jane. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Anyone uh, who names their weapon in a cartoon is or names their ship. 
or there's I mean everyone names a ship. No, but I mean they give it like a, a lady name or like a human name. Okay, yeah. Uh, he was also Blitzwing and Thrust on Transformers. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was he's been in additional voices and lots of other things. He was also in a show called Superions. Haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, as for the judge, Susan Blue, she was RC in the original Transformer show. Okay. And she was also uh, one of the the, the right. She she was in the rival band on Gem and the Holograms, Stormer. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was one of them, I think. Uh, I think the big standout one to me that that released really, out of all of these is the guy who plays Tex slash Fuzz is Charlie Adler. Yeah. Was was fucking Buster Bunny on Looney on freaking Tiny Toons? He's also uh, Fuzz, right? Yeah, he's Fuzz. He's Tex Hex. Oh, hold on. Uh, uh, yeah, Fuzz is straight up uh, like yeah. the halfway between uh, Crypt Keeper and Buster. He was uh, uh, Tex Hex slash Fuzz is Charlie Adler. He was Buster Bunny. He was Bev Bighead on Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, he was Ickis on Auro Monsters. Yeah. Uh, he's been on Rugrats. He's been on Wild Thornberries. He was on Cow and Chicken. He's been on, he's been on a lot of stuff. Oh, he's definitely Cow. Yeah, he's Cow. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay, there 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 were two Buster Bunnies, right? Because one what? was also the Crypt Keeper. Uh, I can't remember. It's been too from long. Tales of the Crypt. It's been too long. I can't. Remember. <gasps> okay. The other one that stands out is Stampede. Uh, voiced by one voice by one Alan Oppenheimer, aka Skeletor. Yeah. And Man at Arms and Merman. Yeah. Also various various other voices on He Man. And he's oh, been in filmation. He's basically been in pretty much every filmation thing. Yeah. He was also in Transformers. But I don't care how good he is at other stuff. Skeletor is his best voice. I am not nice. <laughs> man. Eat it! <laughs> Eat it! Yes. Skeletor wins the day! And he prays! And he prays! <laughs> God, do I pray? <sighs> okay. That, anyway. that, that brings me to another point that I want to bring up later. Yeah? But later. later. Uh, voice cast is phenomenal. Also... The the, the one that surprised me was he was in the Wuzzles, which I didn't know. Yeah. He was also Roger Smith's butler in the English dub of Big O. Really? Yeah, he was he was the butler in Big O. That's, that's wild. I didn't know that. That's cool. I uh, really wanted to mention that because that's a really neat thing. That, yeah. But okay. Bas yeah, basically all of these voice actors are like the ones that stand out and they kind of play pretty much every other character on the show <laughs> especially freaking the freaking ed gilbert who's three different main characters 30 30 yeah. shaman and angus yeah and the freaking uh charlie adler is a couple of tertiary there's it's like these like four like these four and like maybe one other voice actor that's doing everything <laughs> That's how it. I think That's it's still it like. From what I've heard, it's still like that. It's just like, who do we got in the building to do these five background characters? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Some some people are just known for being tertiary. Anyway, the movie. Give me one second. Okay. I'm, I'm looking up 
something real quick. That's fine. Alright. Early 90s. I'm gonna be thinking about the fucking Glomgold evil Hado thing for a while. Yeah, that deserves like its own. Oh. Like, God, that's. Okay. Okay, so John Kassir took over Buster Bunny in 92. Ah, yes. And he was also the Crypt Keeper. Hello, boys and ghouls. It's your buddy, the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, a little more. Oh, give me a second. Yes! Hello, yeah, we're 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 both we're both close. Yeah, um, I, I I think if I did actually try to do it, I'd sh I'd hurt my voice. Yeah, you gotta figure out the. Uh... <clears throat> it's like when Scott Maniel had to do pterosaur. Yeah, pterosaur terrorize. Yeah, God, that must have hurt his throat. Okay, but the movie, the movie. The movie, the movie, the movie, the movie. I have so many thoughts about the movies. Please, go ahead. Uh, let's see. We've already stated the uh, the light effects, energy effects. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. They're all, they're all great. Texex, real good. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this one shot going through where, like, looking at the reactions of, the, like, the crowd when, like, right before Texex and the gang shoot up the town. Mm -hmm. And you can tell it's just based on producers or animators. Yeah, totally. I saw. I noticed that too. It felt like you could feel it. Yeah, you know, you I mean? know all those people had some hand in the show. I really want to know what was up with that robot character that was like the the, the coroner. What the fuck ever. The... You could. Yeah, like, you not the coroner. Um, the Undertaker. The, the Undertaker. It's like I love the visual joke of him just. Like, like, oh, nobody's dying. Just like, oh, boo. Yeah. He's just measuring people. It's, yeah. It, it's an old joke in westerns. It is, and it's just funny. And it's, there's no yeah. dialogue with him. And I'm wondering if he's actually a character that shows up in the show at all. Because I haven't seen him in any of the episodes I watch. Yeah, I haven't either. The freaking well, we handlebar. Watched... Handlebar did, though. Yeah. The big alien bartender guy. Um, Brave Star Horny. Brave Star Horny in this movie specifically. Yeah, Judge Horny too. None, not in the move, not in the show. In the movie, though. If I feel like this is probably a company mandate or something. Yeah, they forced the romantic interest. Like it was very subtle in the show that they were kind of into each other. The movie was like, nah. Yeah, movie Big was horny. Like literally, the first scene that isn't like setting up the concept of the story is That's Brave the Stars movie. lying on a couch in a space. her ass. <laughs> He's taking a nap. Yeah. And then she comes in and he's like taking a nap in a library. And, and it's quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she drops the book and he wakes up and he's just looking at her ass as she bends over to pick up the book. Oh. Bravestar, horny. Blatant. And then. Big blatant. Li okay. On my little list of notes, I have like a little notepad. Mm-hmm. Two bullet points are Brave Star Horny and then Judge Horny. It's mm -hmm. all like they're separate bullet points. But it was like she was ready to hate him. And then he just does a real big feat of strength and she's like, ooh, yeah, mm, I'm about that. I mean, relatable. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, 
the uh, do you want to talk about a bullet point for me giant demon balls that breathe fire those were pretty fucking metal this only in the 80s yeah you know giant demon balls. you know what no no that predates the 80s because you know what you they were pulling inspiration from for that what's that ghost riders in the sky yeah you're not you're not wrong yeah like i think the the the, the shot that immediately was like god this show is i would have loved this show so much is 30 30 a cyborg horse with a shotgun shooting wolves riding on dinosaurs yeah fuck everything else for the record not a shotgun actually Oh, it's like more like a blunderbuss, I guess. Yeah. No, it's a lever-action rifle. Like a Winchester with a big, wide barrel. Yeah, because it's a laser gun. <laughs> it's a laser gun named Sarah. But it's a lever-action laser gun, which is possibly my favorite thing in the world because I love lever-action rifles. Oh, man, there's nothing sexier than watching someone read Winchester lever-action. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> anyway. Oh. I just got to go on the record real quick. I believe in strong gun control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. No, no, I do I fucking, too. I'm from Jersey, but, you know, I was born in Mississippi, and I've lived in Florida life. Kai's from Texas. We're both Yeehaw. Southerners. Yeehaw! Yeah. Carry it, carry rule and all that. Open carry. Oh, God, no. I don't like that. I don't like it either, but I live here, so I gotta live with it. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I think we have open carry, too. In Florida. Let's not get political on this. Even though we've already talked nah. about casual racism. Nah, I, I, I'm I'm political by nature. Oh, well, if you want to get political, free Hong Kong. Yeah. Free Hong Kong. Anyway, free Brave Hong Star. Kong. Brave Star. Yeah. Uh, Bravestar would free Hong Kong. <laughs> Bravestar would free Hong Kong. <laughs> Bravestar is all about fighting prejudice. Yeah. Because the prairie people are stand-ins for Native Americans. Really? You know, that's not how I saw them. I kind of did. I saw... Partially. Okay. Partially. I see them more as a stand-in for the uh, Chinese migrants that I worked mean, on the railroads. Both are... Especially, I mean, that's worse because they have buck teeth. And yellow skin. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. Big I, yikes. I, yeah, big yikes. It's bad. Big, big yikes. It's bad. Also, they're like broken English. Yeah, well, Fuzz is the only one who speaks English. And it's broken. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. The evil one speaks English and it's not broken. Oh, Scuzz, yeah. Yes, yeah, Scuzz speaks perfect English. Who reminds me of Beastly from Care Bears. Yeah, he do. I see that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, uh, my yeah. next bullet point, I'm modifying. Mm -hmm. uh, Bravestar is the cockiest protagonist in the movie. Yeah, but he's super humble with the show. Yeah, he... he... It makes me really want to see the entire series in like production order yeah because i want to see if there's an evolution into him being more humble 
or yeah, down to just earth, having yeah. that dad energy that like mm-hmm. 50s dad energy that 80s protagonists tended to have yeah he's got to be the good role model yeah he has to have the the personality of someone who says well billy you see I mean, he does that at the end of some of these episodes. Yeah, he does. The one, the one the that they had the one that comes out of nowhere that has nothing to do with the episode itself. I can't remember which episode it was. It was one of the ones you didn't. I think it was the Call to Arms episode, the one you didn't watch. It's like after that episode, like fun adventure and cats, and then it cuts to Brave Star and thirty thirty and the judge like, and talking about remember kids if an adult touches you in an appropriate way. Ooh. <laughs> talk to someone you trust, like your parents. Are you a rabbi or priest? <laughs> you know my favorite audio clip of all time? What's that? It, it's from the uh, the Super Mario Super Show. Uh-huh. With Captain Lou Albano. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, they, they're doing like an anti-drug thing. Uh-huh. And, uh... Uh... <laughs> uh Oh god, it, it it's like, you know, don't do drugs, you know, talk to your priest, your rabbi, parents, teacher, whatever. And then oh. he says, uh, don't do drugs because you'll go to hell while you're still alive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Lou Albano, who did a lot of drugs. <laughs> I mean speaking from experience, I guess. You know? I no, because he was still doing drugs after he did that. I mean, you know, do as I, I say. Mean, he was not a as professional I... wrestler in the 70s. I mean, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. <laughs> but he was saying it as Mario, not Captain Lou Albano. Mario Mario, yeah. Yeah. Mario Mario anyway, Luigi Mario. Mario uh, Mario Luigi Mario. Yeah. You know what my favorite sequence in the movie was? It was What's pretty that? early on. Yeah? The toothpick. Yeah, or just the standoff, and he's just sort of like... Yeah, what the fuck it, you gonna do about it? It's the it's the cheapest way to do an action scene because it's just close-ups of their eyes, and all you gotta do is like make the eyebrows move, and then it's close up hands like toothpick it works. out of like a cigarette case. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, and he still draws first. Oh, yeah, it makes it appear out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, there's another a shot, the, a shot that happens before that. It's another one of those, like, wow, suddenly really amazing animation for, like, half a second. Where, like, they're making fun of him carrying the pink stuff and Scud's like, oh, you're pretty dressed. Oh, yeah. And, and he has, like, this, like, he does, like, a, a thing. He pulls up his, like, and it's, like, for, like, half a second, there's, like, whoa, anim- like, animation happening. Yeah. Like, really amazing animation, too. Even, like, again, even by today's standards. And then it's, like, back to... Barely moving mouths and lip flaps. Yeah. It's just really funny. The juxtaposition. Yeah. I oh, feel boy. like in the movie, uh-huh. he had this real anime protagonist feel. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's mostly because he's cocky. Yep. Uh. 30 30 is my favorite. Oh, yeah, I like Hands that. Down. I like 3032. Fantastic. He's good. I like 3032. Um, I like how they just straight up uh, strong arm the racist mayor. Yeah, like it's like if I just told Scuzz that if anybody was prejudiced against him, I would rearrange some people. Yeah. Cracks his knuckles and it's like, don't be a racist, asshole. Yeah. 
which is kind of nice coming from the Native American. Yeah. It's like um they were tr they were trying, they had the best intentions, but mm, yeah. you know. This didn't come from a bad place, but you know, casual racism is casual racism. Yeah. Um I I don't have too much more to say on this. Mm -hmm. Uh you know what I think the voice actor for who do you say 3030's voice actor was? Uh Ed Gilbert. Ed Gilbert. You know what I think Ed Gilbert was going for? Hmm. You ever see that real old TV show Mr. Ed? Yeah, you're super right. He was going he for He sounds Mr. like Ed. Mr. Ed. He was going for Mr. Ed. I'm Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> Wilbur, I need more peanut Brave Star, I need more peanut butter. <laughs> you're super right. Um, so I can defeat Flint Art Lomp Golden. His dark adobe. <laughs> I think uh, in a fight between uh, Dark Glomgold and 3030, 30-30 would come out on top. He's got a gun. Yeah, a laser gun. I brought a gun to a fist fight. Yeah, well, fireball fight. Hadouken! Um, okay. Hadouken! That shot that they use a lot where uh, JB throws her hammer of justice. Mm-hmm. That's super rotoscoped, right? Oh yeah, totally. This is a couple of some of the like really good animation is rotoscoped. Not all of it, but some of it. Yeah, clearly. Um, like it's very. Obvious. I think I already said this, but I think this is the best cartoon of the '80s that isn't Disney. I mean, Transformers exists. <laughs> I said best, not longest lasting. I mean, culturally. I mean, I haven't watched enough to form that opinion. I've seen the first two and a half seasons of Transformers and the movie. Mm -hmm. I think the few episodes of Bravestar that I've seen trumps all that. I mean, I, I still like Thundercats, personally. Thundercats is real good. Don't get me wrong. Uh... Controversial opinion from fucking Laser over here. I just, I just think it's the best. I mean, it's a I fun mean, it's a fun show. I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't want to say anything like, you know. Ask me again when we revisit Thundercats. Yeah, eventually. Because we will eventually. We will eventually talk about Thundercats. There's, yeah. th spoiler alert. Well, there's sure. a there's a lot of shows we want to talk about on the show. Some of them more obscure than others. But Are we, we gonna? Hmm? Sorry, sorry. I'll let you finish your disclosure. Uh, more obscure than others and. Old and or new, there's no limits here. As long as it's animated and worth talking about, or whether it be bad or good, because of because of those reasons, we'll talk about it. Yeah, because we're probably talking about some bad things on this show too. I'm, in general, I'm more likely to bring something from. Hmm? Uh, Kai's probably more likely to bring something from the '90s or 2010s yeah i'm gonna bring something from the 90s early 2000s ish yeah even though uh, we're, we're basically the same age a few older. years our tastes are different it's slightly different yeah yeah i'm more than which likely. i think is yeah it's good, good for this podcast 
it that crosses over a lot, but there's def there's yeah. a lot of overlap, but there's enough of not overlap to Yeah. You're Darkwing and I'm Gizmo Duck. Simple. <laughs> or when I mentioned when we talked about when I mentioned Kaijudo and like that's a show you never would have given a second glance, but I told you how good it was and you're like okay, Yeah, I definitely okay. plan on looking at that at some point. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to if you went and if you watch, I'm looking forward to seeing what you say about it because I really like the show. Yeah. But anyway, uh, um, any other okay. final thoughts about Brave Star? I had one. Yes. And I'm going to end up talking about other cartoons in this mm-hmm. because I've seen so many, like you know, the things that like reuse animate. Yeah, there's the, the, the Space Ghost type stuff, Harvey Birdman type stuff. The G.I. Joe PSAs. Uh, yep. One. Mm-hmm. Um, this has so many shots that look straight. F- that would be so perfect for those. Mm-hmm. That I want to do a gag dub. Of like Brave Star? Yeah. Listen, that's a whole other. I, I want like, okay. The, 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 oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah? That's not what I wanted to pull up, shit. Uh, the, the price. In the episode, The Price. Uh-huh. Uh, when... <laughs> I'm sorry. When, um, what was, what was the boy who was a fink? I can't remember his name. I'll call him Billy. Uh, when Billy's, like, hanging out on the terrace or whatever he's hanging out on, just sort the of tree. looking forlornly at the sky and uh-huh. Just fades in from nowhere. Uh-huh. Starts talking. It, I feel like it's the setup for one of those G.I. Joe PSA. I mean, uh, fun dubs. Uh-huh. I, I just feel like this show is ripe for that sort of thing. I'm not making any promises. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm not that clever or I don't think I have the energy for it, but I just think it's ripe for it. Yeah, fair. Anyway. Anyway. Uh- I do uh, want to say I didn't like the theme song at first, but somehow I kept humming it. <laughs> yeah, it grows on you. Speed of the wolf and strength of the that that bit specifically. Uh, you got that Speed messed up. The... It's... Speed it, it's, of uh... the puma. Yeah. Speed you know of that... the wolf. Speed of the puma. Brave star. He comes in with the rider kick. Brave star. Brave star. He barely uses fucking ears of the any of the episodes. In the episodes I watched, he used, he used it in like three of the episodes I watched. Yeah, but all the other episodes he didn't. That so that's sucks. He barely uses ears of the wolf. The the ones he uses the most are Puma and Bear. Yeah. He uses, he uses eyes of the, the, the hawk. like a, a, like It's like the middle ground, but the one he uses the least is ears of the Yeah. Eyes of the hawk worked differently than I thought it would. Ah. I thought it'd be like telescoping vision. Oh, you mean like... Oh, okay. Like it's more like, like zoom in with your eyes. Yeah, it's more like but it's really more like Eye of Thundera. Yeah, it's, it's the Eye of Thundera give me sight. Give beyond me sight. sight beyond sight. Man, I want to make a D and D item that like the it's it's the Thundercat sword and it like lets you cast True Sight on yourself. Sword of Omens. That would be fantastic. You it lets you cast True Sight on yourself. That would be so good. I want and you can, and you can turn it from a short sword to a long sword into a great sword. Dagger to short sword to long sword. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's like thunder, thunder. Anyway, <laughs> nerds. 
Oh, That's the God. nerdiest thing we could possibly talk about. Okay. Oh. Okay. I have a podcast about cartoons, so I guess it's all out the window. You you bring up something that I wanted to uh, ask at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Have we said everything we have to say about Brave Star? Yeah, I don't think we have any more thoughts. Brave Star is fun. It has a fun concept. It definitely yeah. would. I definitely would have liked it as a small child, but it's not. It hasn't aged well, except for no. there's some stuff that's still worthwhile i think yeah it's fun anyway yeah um of the three things we watched this week mm-hmm. which do you think would be the best for a DD campaign setting i'm obviously brave star really because i think ducktales i mean brave star would make a fun rpg setting period yeah i, I mean love- okay I would love to play a game, a tabletop game that had like a similar setting to Brave Star. The Brave Star setting is basically the Outer Worlds. It is, but I mean, but Outer Worlds came out like hell. I mean, Outer Worlds came out like this year, so yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. also to be fair, Brave Star is is coming off the heels of space western Star Wars, but making it even more western. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway. I think DuckTales would be a really fun D&D setting. I would, everybody has to play a duck or another furry creature. Well, yeah. It'd be fun. I mean, who the fuck wants to play a human anyway? If you play a human in D&D, you're vanilla. Unless it's 4E, because humans are really good in... I mean, they're good in 5E, too. It's just, you know... No, they're they're nerfed compared to 4E. Yeah, but they're still good. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Just not as good. Half elf is the best. Yeah, half elf is the best, <laughs> the best race. Yeah. Anyway, just, in general, nothing super, super talk. I mean, related. There, the that crit roll animated show is happening. Yeah. I'm anyway, excited for, I'm excited for that. But anyway. Okay. This uh. Is, yeah, so this has been Acme Podcasts Inc. Uh, Kai. What are you selling? What am I selling? Yeah. Oh, right. What's your plugs? Promo. Um. If you enjoy any of my, what's the word I'm looking for, various hyper fixations, such as animation or toys or robots or any of the things of that sort, you can follow me over on kaiju-emperor on Tumblr or kaiju-emperor over on Twitter. I'm not as active on Twitter as I am on Tumblr, though. So I also have my own podcast that is about the fate series slash fate stay night at its various franchises called the Gouda goody cast which you can also find over on my tumblr blog i also write fan fiction but i'll probably i'm not gonna get into much of that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also kaiju emperor on fanfiction.net and king and kaiju emperor on uh, ao3 anyway that's enough of my plugs all right uh shameless promotion Shameless promotion. Uh, with that, I'm your host, Laser J. You can find me on Twitter at uh, at J I B B L Y J I B B L Y at Ghibli Ghibli. Uh, right now, my screen name is Spooky David Bowie Thundercat. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. mine, mine. I haven't changed it yet, but as of right now, it's Millennial Moth. I'm sorry, you cut out there, bud. Oh, I haven't changed it since Halloween, but mine right now is. Man, you keep cutting out right at the name. Millennial 
Mothman. Okay. Originally, it was fat-free, non-dairy Kramer. That's who you are. That's who that is. Okay. Yeah, I I thought it was really funny. It is. It's good. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'll probably change mine out of Halloween mode to yeah, back to just to. David Bowie Thundercat. I need to change mine, too. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That's a podcast. Uh, that, that's the first episode of Acme Podcasts, Inc. Uh, I'm going to be taking us out of here with uh, the best track off of uh, the Chipmunk Adventure soundtrack, uh, Diamond Dolls. See you next week. thing when your voice things is on oh it is yes i didn't do that